the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and of course, geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, making weird faces as always, is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? I am giddy with excitement. We're back, buddy. We are back. It seems like we've been gone for a while, but we really haven't been. We really haven't, but I'm giddy with excitement <laughs> because tomorrow is the last day of work. Yeah, man. Uh, this is the uh, uh, graduation eve, graduation as I like to call eve, it. Yes. <laughs> We're pre-partying already. We've had where a nice we, dinner. Where we graduate to higher amounts of alcohol. Indeed, and speaking of which, we're gonna we're sitting here enjoying our usually frost usual frosty beverages. What we're gonna do tonight? Um, and we're gonna break from our norm. Before I spill this thing, we're gonna take a shot on Mike. Yes, we um, are. I am drinking a uh, Bullet Rye Bourbon, and Will is a uh, Captain. Cheers, buddy. You got a little bit of the SEMO going on. Congratulations. Ah, that feels better. Um, I'm also drinking Pyramid. Feel warm and tingly inside. Oh, I feel great. Uh, Pyramid H7, which is an unfiltered uh, IPA. It's about 9.5%. I had it the other day, um, actually, while we were gaming the other night, uh, D&D. Yeah, you know, I tried it. It's actually it's the first IPA that I've had in a while that actually wasn't bad. That brewery, <laughs> th- well, and that's the thing. That brewery actually agrees with you because you like their Hefeweizen. I do. I'm actually a big fan of Pyramid. They're out of Seattle. Oh, and, yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, you like them. I've been, I, I do like them a lot. I do like most of their brews. Um, I've been actually to their brewery a couple of times. Uh, it's right down there in the uh, in the Soto District, so okay. it's down there by the stadiums. Um, Indeed. So if any of our listeners are uh, from Seattle, uh, head on down to the Pyramid Brewing Company. Uh, they've got some good beers, and go catch a, a game and watch the Mariners or Seahawks lose. I'm good with that. No, someone's got to lose. Um, but indeed, <laughs> uh, real quick though, too, I want to give a nice shout out to the class of 2016. I gave, I always give out my cards to talk about the show. Um, some kids end up being followers of the show at the end of the year. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to give them a shout out and say congratulations. I'm very proud of you guys. Um, whether you're listening to the show or not, uh, I may have one more little segment in the Star Wars section where I mention you guys. Um, because I, I, I give them a final every yeah. year. <laughs> I, I heard, about, I heard about your air quote <laughs> yeah, final. Yeah, air today. quote final. Uh, I'll get to that in the Star Wars section. Don't let me forget. Um, um, and this goes out to more than just the class of 2016 from our school. It's no, you know, all of you guys. Everybody, congratulations. And, uh, you know, uh, we are sitting here as proof of value of a liberal arts education. So indeed, uh, you it's know, not all about engineering. <laughs> it, it's really not, man. And, uh, you know, I struggled. In, in the early part of college when I met you, I, I didn't pass class for a long time and I decided to buckle down and do it. Um, so if you're debating college and stuff like that, this isn't a college hype promo deal or anything, but it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I'm seeing kids do stuff and not do stuff. And I, I want as many kids as possible to be the ones doing stuff. Find so. your bliss. Indeed. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Like us on all those places. We did get another five-star uh, review. Because we're awesome. Well, look, here's the thing. Um, that's wonderful. And we encourage all of our listeners to please go and do that. Um, you don't have to give us five. We appreciate it if you do. Um, but it does help us uh, on a myriad of levels that we're not even 100% sure of. Yeah, and uh, definitely go and check out our Pinterest page because I did drop about 250 new pins today. Oh, wow. I have a lot of uh, still footage, still pictures from uh, like the new Star Trek movie. Uh, the new Harry Potter world down in oh uh, wow yeah yeah in uh, in Hollywood and 
Uh, lots of really cool stuff. Uh, and I'm actually going to talk about one in Star Wars. I'll talk about it later. But no, that sounds good. I, I know what you're talking about. And I want to clarify, too. I need to double check the link on our Pinterest page. Oh, my God. No, on our on our website because I feel like it might be going to my Pinterest. Okay. Because some every once in a while I get a new follower and I have not never posted a thing on Pinterest. So we'll fix um, it so it goes to mine. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna do some website maintenance which I'll I'll get to here in just a minute. That's gonna be one of the things I do. So um follow Will uh on Pinterest, uh not me. If you use the, the website, it should be fixed by the time you hear the show. Um so give us ratings and all that kind of stuff. Uh timestamps in the show notes. Some people uh, tune out because we talk about Star Wars: The Old Republic in the beginning of the show. Uh, don't don't do that. If you want to listen to Star Wars, uh, to us talk about Star Wars news or TV shows, movies, um, anything like that, uh, jump around a little bit. We do. I do put the timestamps in the show notes. Um, so definitely, definitely do that. And you can skip past our love of Star Wars: The Old Republic because that's a video game we play. But skip past that, and and there's plenty of other uh, goodness to be had. So, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about ourselves. So. Dynamite drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done, buddy. All right. So, uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast. This is the best way you can, um, well, one of the best ways to support our show. The easiest way you can give us a buck or two an episode. Um, we'll do another drawing, uh, to episode 70. I have some more goodies coming for our patrons. Um, I'm going to give you guys to episode 70 before I hand some of that out. Um, and then that's going to be around the time we're going to be in San Diego. And, um, I have some really fun stuff planned for that meetup. So definitely become a patron or meet us in San Diego and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, we are trying to get to our milestones, but whether one way or another, a buck or two an episode does help us out, uh, plane tickets, all that kind of stuff still on the docket for San Diego. So that'll help us. Yeah. It's a, and we've actually got some new partners we're going to be talking about in a little bit, but, uh, um, yeah, it just, you know, any way you can help us out. And actually Indeed. just, just giving us ratings, uh, helps out too because yeah. it moves. Anything you do helps. And we do this for, we're going to do this no matter what. So whether you give us money or not, it's fine. Yeah. We're just going to sit here and BS anyways. <laughs> might as well record them. Yeah. We might as well put it on the mic. <laughs> uh, and, and I was just at my wife's shop today. Uh, well, our shop, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was at Pippi's today and, um, got some socks for some of my student aides and that kind of thing. Uh, got some great stuff in there right now. Um, if you're a Warriors fan, I got some basketball stuff and that kind of thing. So if you want to give us uh, more than 10 bucks an episode for a couple weeks, I'll send you some socks and some beer and we'll go from there. So the other main, uh, affiliate we have is audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. I'm still going to su- suggest bloodline. Um, because if you want to get into the star Wars canon, that's my that's gonna be my suggestion right now it is uh, it's well written um the audiobook is uh read by january uh january lavoie yeah you've um, totally flipped around on this i flipped on this man and and i think it's the story carries it and she kind of uh she she makes a, a concerted effort to to embrace some of the character voice a little bit more um it, it really worked for me this time um the book it doesn't take a long time to listen to it's 13 hours or so um listen to it a little faster uh like i do you can get through it in about 10 or 11 hours and um it's a good read so check it out yeah like i said last week i, I finally downloaded the uh the 14th colony by steve barry it's really good it actually poses a really interesting question on uh what would happen if a president and vice president elect were both assassinated between the election and inauguration? <laughs> so really kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, but if you want to read, read, quote unquote, read a book for free, um, why not? Just get it for free. Use our link uh, and, and get there and you can get any book. Game of Thrones, 30 hours for free. Do it. 
Seriously, um, it's totally worth it. Uh, and Game of Thrones right now, we'll get to later, is is off the chain. So definitely, uh, if you want to read the books, uh, this would be a good gateway to that for sure. Um, and as we alluded to a minute ago, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but I want to throw out some of our new affiliates, and I'm going to get our supporters page um, updated with these new folks. Um, we have more than this, but th- I think these are the ones that are more relevant for our listener base. Right. Um, we, of course... Have Warby Parker, um, which is the glass, uh, stylish, uh, uh, glasses, uh, Gamefly, which is obviously the Netflix of gaming, Zipcar, if you're familiar with Zipcar. I'm actually a Zipcar member. Okay. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm gonna give a little shout out here is, uh, I went to a college that had, um, you know, had some public transportation, but it's hours from basically any major thing. Right. And, uh, but the cool thing is if you're a student, check you with your college because they might have a, a thing where your school actually pays your Zipcar subscription really? fee while you're in school. And so that's what it, Cal Poly paid my subscription fee for Zipcar and they had Zipcars parked on campus. That's badass. Um, so that's one of our affiliates. If you're, if you want to check them out, uh, you know, I'll have links on our supporters page here pretty quick. Uh, Vance Auto Parts, uh, their online store. I mean, I'm trying to reach everybody here. Obviously. Exactly. Um, and then we have, uh, our biggest one, I think that's brand new to, uh, our affiliate portal is Loot Crate. Loot Crate. And I will have more details, uh, on our next show about all these things. I want to pre-record some stuff to kind of throw in there for people that are interested. In. But if you ever wondered, wondered what was up with these crate services, um, I was a member of Loot Crate for a while. Um, I do the Smuggler's Bounty and the Marvel, uh, Collector Marvel Core. Collector Core now. Uh, but Loot Crate is awesome and, um, definitely worth checking out. And you can, and, and using our link, you can check it out too. Yeah. They're starting to get more specialized in each month, like very much like, right. unlike, you know, Marvel Collector Core, which is Marvel every month and they pick a genre within that, um, like say Guardians of the Galaxy or Civil War or whatnot. Right. Uh, originally Loot Crate used to be very, wide in what their genre was for each month and it's just a wide like time travel or something like that now it's like firefly right and so they're much more specific and they have those like the ones like firefly you can get like marvel collector core you get a firefly crate every month which is actually pretty cool very cool um so but any of these like gamefly warby parker um audible all of us get all of those if you use our link actually gives us money um, it'll give us, you know, 10 to 15 bucks, um, every time you do that. So it helps us. So yeah. Good. So definitely go through our support us page for sure. Uh, let's stop, you know, selling things Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and move on. Uh, so let's get to, uh, Star Wars, the old Republic. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. Here we are. <laughs> all right, man. So let's get to Star Wars Road Republic. Uh, first thing, community shout outs. Uh, although we weren't on it this time, the GGC recorded over the weekend. Yeah, I always uh, give them a shout out. Yeah, and, and they'll, uh, the episode hasn't dropped yet from what I understand. Um, but it, as of us recording this, but it'll be out very soon, I'm sure, if it's not already. Um, and uh, yeah, man, uh, there was a bunch of people on it. And yeah, I know we, we weren't on it. I'm sure Chuck and Brian were on it to bring down the average. But... One of them was. I think it was. I think it was. I mean, look, here's the thing. Let's get the feud going. So, <laughs> oh, Chuck and Brian, let's do the thing. Um, we're all very proud of you. You got mentioned on the. Uh, well, I'll talk about it later. But what they got they got mentioned on the freaking um, uh, live stream. So oh, really? I mean, good on them, right? I mean, well, kind of helps. Not all of us can live in Austin. I know, right? That's it helps fine. if you're based in Austin. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we love you guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys doing the GGC, uh, for sure. I can't wait to listen to the episode. I didn't get to tune in live. Um, and I can't wait to be on it again. So, uh, good on you guys. Uh, there was some, um, homeboy night was on it. Uh, he was the one that did the new podcast. It just flew out of my head. It is called have a day. Have, oh, right, have right, a day right, cast. Right, right. right. We talked about that a while, a while back. Um, I think that's right. Have a day cast. I think that's it. Um, but anyway, he was on it. Um, uh, plays a bunch of people were on it. So, uh, nice. I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what'd you do in game this week, my friend? Uh, really not much. Um, because, you know, I think I finally figured out one. I think because I, I live in a trailer park, right? Let's just get that out there. Yeah, we got that out there. And uh, my Wi-Fi has been really spotty for a while. I think that the the people on the park, they just pay for a slower bandwidth, right? Likely. And not only that, but now it's getting into summer, so more people are moving into the RV section. So therefore, there's more people sharing the bandwidth. And I think a lot of them like stream Netflix at night. And so I, just, <laughs> I really have no Wi-Fi signal at all. Um so I, I basically I can get on long enough to patch, yeah. and then to, and that really takes like overnight to do a simple patch, um, and then I get on to do some maintenance. I'm really going to try to find a way to get around and maybe come over to your place, go to the school or whatever, and, yeah. and uh, utilize some other aspects of Wi-Fi. Indeed, uh, you know you can always park out in front of our house or come in. Don't matter. You, you yeah, know. I did uh, totally uh, try walk this week, and we got about what five minutes in, and I disappeared. You were you were there for the first boss fight i think yeah you I finished did, that one i did get through the first boss fight we did kp um we didn't wipe at right. all will did drop out at some point and we replaced him fairly easily yeah um, easily replaceable well yeah uh, it was eight man wasn't it yeah. uh, we did eight man kp run it was pretty smooth um i'm really enjoying wog it's um we have a lot of fun in that group uh so we are fully um fully okay with doing 16 man so if you are new to ops or want to check us out you're on the harbinger uh we normally run eight o'clock uh pst on um on the harbinger server and on friday nights even if you're a regular uh ops person and you yeah. just want to come to uh, have a place where you can have a beer and you know not have too many people make fun of you if you fall asleep well, in an we're, elevator we're gonna make fun of you and i will probably fall asleep but that's okay <laughs> uh and no, we had a, we had a lot of fun and we, we got through it fairly quickly and, uh, you make some friends and we, we have a good time. So, yeah, we do. uh, the other thing I did this week, if we're done with you, I, I got back to the GTN, man. Yeah. You, you've got all <laughs> ham on the GTN. In a, in a crazy way. I got, I got kind of this, uh, GTN bug and I get it periodically, but. Late, this time it was really intense. Well, it all started when you realized you had that Kratomatic. Okay, so uh, listening to the live stream, I realized I had one of the most rare items in the game. And I don't know if I mentioned this last week. It's the Zerka Kratomatic. And I never used it. It was on my Sith Warrior. I got it in a random drop on a planet like three years ago. Right. Like, it's just one of those things that's just been sitting in my inventory. And it's pretty cool, you know? But, like, I'm like, well, I look on the GTM. It's like, holy crap. People are selling this thing for upwards of $100 million. So I just kept kind of putting it up there. At some point, I put it up for seven hundred million just to see. Um, and I ended up selling it, I think, for almost fifty million. And I was like, okay, that got me going. And I had like twenty million already. And so I just started trying to see how many credits I could get. I started going th- cycling through a bunch of my tunes, realizing I had, I had stuff that from tunes that on that I had open packs and hyper crates 
that is uh, was a year or more old. And I was like, well, let's see what this sells for. And I'm looking on some of that stuff is selling for millions of credits. Yeah, well, now that you have got that extra bay on your cargo hold. Well, and then so I got the extra bay, which we'll talk about in the last update. Um, I got the extra bay on the legacy hold, and I just been putting stuff in there to sell through all my tunes. I have like six tunes selling 50 things at a time. I've been selling a lot of stuff, dude. So I'm like upwards of, you know, 65 million right now, and I'm, I'm stoked about it. And yeah, I'm at about, um, you know, 65,000. Yeah, well, no. that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm about a million on my main. Um, so I can't buy that extra cargo hold yet. Uh, well, yeah. Um, what can you do? I bought but, it with cartel coins. Yeah, so well, like on my account. So. Well, I'm totally excited. Yeah, you know, I should do that, but I've been saving on my cartel coins because I am 30 cartel coins away from being able to buy my first hypercrate. Nice. I bought a hypercrate for 20 something million and it was one of the anarchist ones. And I was hoping to get one of those, uh, uh, what is it? The not the vented lightsaber, but the unstable lightsaber. Right. Hoping to get one of those or some of the other rare stuff. Didn't get anything. I got mostly um uh chance cubes. I opened a few of them. I got a few things, and I was like, but I can sell the chance cubes back for like three hundred and something thousand a piece. So I get a, you know get a chunk of my money back. So yeah, you did. it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, that's what I did. Um, I've been working on leveling my Merc a little bit too. But uh, but yeah, I've been playing the GTN like crazy. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to get more into the GTN. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's kind of addicting. Cause like every time I log into a tune, I was like, Oh, I got mail. Oh, what is it? And I'm like, Oh, I sold that. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Um, so I'm hoping I want, I'd like to get upwards of uh, 150 million or so before I, I want to do some stronghold stuff. Right. Um, I, I've been working on my Narshada stronghold. I opened up all the rooms. Um, and start kind of trying to actually de- uh, decorate something, which I thought well, was cool. It was kind of fun. Um, all right, man. So let's get to some news. There's not a whole, whole lot. Um, some bug fixes. I'm going to open up the other thing here in a minute, but, um, the eternal championship speed run contest that, um, excuse me, the results came out for that. And, um, there was some controversy on this. Um, only in that, uh, they, they eliminated folks who had ever been like banned or ever had any like anything against their account right weren't eligible for this and it's like having points on your driving record yeah and so there was some controversy on that um the person who won i'm not going to grab the name right now obviously it gets to go to what you call but it took him a while to figure it out he gets to go to star wars celebration which they're doing their cantina um and which was kind of what's kind of cool about this is they said there was one person who ran the eternal championship 310 times holy crap during the contest that's, that's like 10 times a day that's 22 runs a day is what that is um wow. and it's sad that person didn't win i'm guessing but man that's that's crazy it's crazy 22 times a day yeah. i mean look you know we all have things that we do Wow. <laughs> uh, I thought you'd enjoy that. Um, game update 4.5, uh, went live this week. And wow. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> Before I get to 4.5, I just want to say too, real quick, the character transfer sale ended on a few days ago. Um, right. that ended on the fifth. Um, so hopefully everybody got their, their, their tunes transferred to the servers they wanted. Um, it's now back to the regular price of a thousand, um, per server or 1500, uh, for international servers. So, um, 
the I wanted to talk about the Mandalore's Revenge 4.5 patch notes went out and there was a couple little things here that I wanted to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the class changes and crap like that. Um, but there were a couple things I wanted to throw at you. Of course, Mandalore's Revenge came out. Have you have not played it yet? I have not. I definitely want to, but okay. I just haven't had time. Yeah, so I will hold off talking about the specifics of it until next week. Yeah, I remember we were uh, on Wog. They they actually mentioned the tunes you get. Yeah, so you are get the, the companions that are that you join. Yeah, the companion is the Tals. It's um 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 what's his face? Brunhart. Brun Brunmark. Brun- uh, so you get the and this is one of those ones where it's like you get them <laughs> or you decide not to get them. Um, ah. ta- the Brunmark is one of those super dark side uh, uh, companions and. As a dark side guy myself, I was fully happy to have Brunmark along with me. Yeah. Uh, but it's a gnarly kind of um, alliance alert. And um, it was a lot of fun. It was cool. I cool. liked it. Um, so that happens. You can get him to join your uh, your alliance or not. Um, and Bounty Contract's com- Bounty Contract Week is coming back as well. A uh, couple things. Uh, there were some... There was a bug fix that caused players to be unable to remove modifications from equipment. I didn't run across this one, but I haven't done that much of that lately i've been doing more gtn stuff so maybe you know that was what was happening um what's the other thing here uh there's some weapons oh the weapons that you get at the end of chapter 12 didn't have weapon tuning slots so oh, now, okay. so, so now they do so that's cool um let's see there's a couple of things new legacy perks okay so as we mentioned you get the new um uh, new cargo bay. New cargo bay for your legacy. Uh, the sixth bay. Yeah. yeah, sixth bay for your legacy cargo hold. That's what um, two million. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, it's not too bad. Um, legacy perk says uh, the person with like sixty five. Well, I, I have a lot of a lot of money. Uh, so new legacy perks. Uh, you get the um legacy cargo hold on your ship now. Right. And you can also get item modification station on your ship. You know, you had it, but you can never touch it. You notice that. Um, and then I already talked about the legacy cargo hold and then there's a bunch of new item modification stations added to the fleet as well, which people were like, where is item modification station? So now there's a bunch more, um, throughout the fleet, which is cool. Yeah. W- Cause I was trying to do some item modifications, uh, like a month and a half ago. I remember talking about it on a podcast and right. like, where tuck- the hell am I going to yeah, do this? Tucked in the corner of the <laughs> area. And- yeah. And there was only one. Yeah. And there was a bunch of people around it, probably. Yeah. Um, and actually, one thing you're skipping over here that I liked is there's a quick travel point that's been mm-hmm. added to the Cartel Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I was about to say it, but that's cool. You said it. <laughs> yes, it's there. And Don't use be it. a hater, bro. I ain't hating. Uh, so, Cartel Market. Um, there's some companion customizations for uh, some of the Cartel uh, companions. Like the um, like the ones you get, like the animals and such. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some of those customizations available, and there's some new appearance uh appearance options like human hairstyles. Bond number one is now uh, available for cyborgs and chits and Miriallen and Sith and Miralukan. So if you have that unlocked, you can get them for your other species as well, which is cool. Cool. So it's not just humans. Indeed. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, and there's new tour. Torgruda customization options have been added, uh, and they're available to all players um, on the on the character select or appearance modification stage. Yeah, I still haven't started a Torgruda character yet, and I'm not going to. So anyway, well, it's because you have everything chiss. Yeah, they're all chiss. So anyway, there's a bunch of uh, um, class changes I'm not going to go through, and some other random things that uh, I'm not really going to go through as well. Some war zone changes. Um, there's one thing in items and economy they fix an issue that caused weapon effects to go missing from a certain saber staff but 
you know, little minor things. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get out of this is there's a couple other fixes. Uh, there's some people having an issue with summoning Bodar. They're still working on fixing that. Well, I still haven't gotten through the Eternal Championships. I haven't unlocked them yet. Indeed. And there was... Oh, and there's still a bug with the Smuggler Chapter 3 issue. Uh, it's still going. It's still going on. It really depends on where you were at in that. I, from what I understand, it's like if you were going to get the bug or something like that, now you're getting it, or you didn't get the bug. If you, It's really kind of a weird thing. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I don't have that problem because I finished my smoker a long time ago. So right. moving on. All right, man. Uh, let's jump to our discussion topic tonight in Star Wars The Old Republic, which is the June producer live stream. And I want to talk to you about this because I actually went back and watched the damn thing. I have not because I've been hooked on Game of Thrones. Hooked on Game of Thrones. We'll get to that later. Um, so obviously Mandalore's Revenge is now live. So they, they're making a change to, uh, cartel mat, cartel packs. So starting with chapter 15 and I'm, and basically the link in the show notes here is to the wrap up, Eric Musco's wrap up at the right, end of that each he does at the end. Right. Yeah. So starting with chapter 15's, uh, cartel market pack, they're reintroducing new bronze items. So, uh, if you would like, if you would get a bronze item in a pack, it can be either a new item or a chance cube. Okay. And I think some of the beef was people were like, well, I don't want to get a chance cube. I'd rather just get something else. Right. You know? So now you have a chance to get a chance cube or you can get one of the bronze items from the current pack. Okay. Is how I'm interpreting it. Um, yeah. So that's happening. So people, you know, some people are upset with the bronze, you know, with the cartel or the chance cube. Some people are okay with it. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, that's pr- probably going to affect me because, like I said, I'm going to be buying a hyper crate, but I have to get 30 coins. I have to wait till next month. Right. Yeah. So you'll get there. Okay. So the J- July subscriber rewards are going to be a uh, HK55 Victory Stronghold decoration. Um, back to the HK stuff. Okay. I really, <laughs> really, really hope it's him, like, standing triumphantly yeah. with his blaster rifle yeah. above okay. with his feet on some meat on a, on a meat bag <laughs> uh yeah that'd be badass and of course uh early access to chapter 16 and um this next it's funny because the next story we're getting is on june 28th i believe or the last week of the month the last uh, tuesday of the month we're getting oh yeah here it is so um and with that so new event coming uh on june 28th okay this is when we're going to get the next chapter all right and we're also getting a new event. It's called Dark Side versus Light Side. And the it, notice it doesn't say Republic versus Imperial. It's Dark versus Light. Right. And so the way that I wa- I watch this, and I'm still like, eh, I'm a little meh about it, but it's basically light and dark decisions made across the entire game are tallied. And one side, the one side who wins will have the impact on a the next companion um that you get so it'll be like a dark side or light uh, companion and it's going to affect some other stuff as well so okay is it just me or do i think this is how they're trying to figure out how to introduce jason i don't know man but i i'm it seems like it's going to be a new companion but i don't i don't know i my issue with it there's a bunch of questions like is diplomacy going to count? Is, is everybody just going to keep running black talent or, you know, that kind of thing where you can right. make those higher end dark and light decisions. Right. But I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I would rather have an event where I get to do a thing rather than, uh, and then some people are like, Hey, should I wait on doing my story stuff? <laughs> because like, 
I'm going to make this decision, but on June 28th, well, it'll, it'll matter count, for yeah. more. You know what I mean? So there's some stuff around that. Um, but yeah, like I said, chapter 15, the Gemini deception is going to come out Ooh. on, um, and if you've played the last chapter, chapter 14, that'll make a lot more sense. Um, that launches the 28th and, uh, it says lead a daring assault on one of Arkin's warships in a bid to seize control of the entire eternal fleet. Ooh. And the best part about this, in my opinion, and I'm going to get how you feel about it is the companion alert is going to be Gus Tano. <laughs> Freaking Mon Cal. He's amazing. No. Okay, well, I love that guy. So do I. But you notice he's he was introduced earlier in the Alliance story. Was he? Yeah. Well, you don't actually talk to him. You, oh God, who is it? You're, you go and you. Uh, well, the one thing I thought was interesting though is that this is the uh, one companion who is really a loser. He he tried to be a Jedi, failed. You know, he's like just kind of a loser, and he's the only like down to earth companion you get and i love his side comments like oh no i think he's, he's like one of my he's one of my favorites when i play my smuggler he's the one i run with yeah no i love it i, I can't remember who it is you you're one of the uh companions that you earned earlier in alliance they were doing a side job mm-hmm. for oh some weak-willed jedi or okay and you actually hear audio and it's gustano's voice really yeah See, I don't remember that. And I'm so. totally drawing a blank on who it was. Well, listeners, if you remember, send us a tweet. Please. Let us know. Um, but anyway, man, how do you feel about the this stuff, the new stuff? I, it all sounds really interesting. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, that's pretty much all I got for Swotor, buddy. I'm kind of, kind of, that's it. I just need to spend some more time playing. Yeah. So let's play more and talk later. Word. All right. So uh, uh, we have lots of other stuff to do. So Star Wars. I'm afraid to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Okay, so I've watched The Force Awakens in the last couple of days three times. And <laughs> That's your final. <laughs> that was my final with my students. And I gave them a little handout. At the end of the year, I always play a Star Wars movie. And I've incorporated episode four. And next year, I'm going to incorporate the original trilogy. But um, into a hero's journey uh, uh, pop culture unit that I do in the beginning of the year. Anti-heroes and that kind of thing. Um, and so this year, I was like, oh, crap. I don't have episode four to show. I'm like... Well, I'll show The Force Awakens. just came out. So I did a quick little two-minute verbal recap of five and six. Right. And then I was like, here's episode seven. And the kids actually really enjoyed it. I had them write some stuff about it. Um, and one of my students, and I just kind of wanted to throw this out here at the top of the show. Um, um, let's call this student um, Lee. Um, that student uh, put some in- interesting questions. He actually asked me at the end uh, a couple of things. And it's like, how did this? Uh, so one of his things was... Uh, what I like about this student, he's very practical. He's like, okay, for example, uh, at the end, towards the end of the movie, minor spoilers if you've never seen it, but you wouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen it. Uh, you know, when Kylo Ren is chasing Ray and Finn at the end, right? Um, how did he get out there first? Okay. That was one of the questions right, he posed. All bloodied and- well, he's hurt. He's on the bridge. They run out and he gets on the other side of them. The answer is 
The Force. The Force. He runs fast because he's yeah. a Force user. So you don't see it in this film, but if you watch the prequels, it's very obvious that a Force user can run, move a lot faster. So that's one thing. Um, he also said, which I thought was funny, he pointed out that why didn't they just destroy the planet that, uh, why didn't they just destroy the planet that, you know, uh, the resistance was on when I know, they fired right? the first time. Um, stuff like that I thought was kind of funny. Well, um, because they weren't necessarily, they were saying the main reason the resistance existed was as an arm of the Republic. So they got rid of the Republic. They got rid of the Republic and they were on Takodana with, uh, Maz Kanata, right? Right. So I thought that was interesting. Um, there was a couple other questions on there. I'm, a, I don't have the paper in front of me and I apologize to my, uh, student Lee. Um, so please listen next week because I'm going to grab that paper and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hit a couple of your other answers, man, because I, I really appreciate, uh, your unique look. And I know he's a Star Wars fan. Um, he always helps us out with the, uh, the Star Wars, uh, spring carnival thing we do every right. year and stuff like that. He's a real go- cool kid. He's graduating this year. So I want to give him a little, little props and I liked his, some of his, his uh things i'm trying to remember one more maybe one will come to me in a little bit but um but yeah it was a lot of fun talking to him so let's um we'll come back to that next week um because some of his there was one that was on there that i thought was really really cool but uh that that we could actually spend 10 minutes talking about which i thought was cool cool uh i just want to interject something really quick it was blizz when you recruit oh, okay. Blizz, okay he's already doing a side job for the jedi man and you've got to go finish that for him mm-hmm. nice good pull okay ready ready all right, so uh, we're books, Bloodline, boom. Yeah, you know it's not too often they they're doing it more and more, but they they do uh, trailers for books. Yeah, and they did one for Bloodline, and it's a political attack ad on Leia. No way. Yeah, oh, that's you cool. should check it out. We have it in the in the show notes. Uh, it's pretty darn cool, and I just love it. Anytime they do, usually you get them, especially for like, um, you know, really big name writers like Stephen right. King or. Uh, uh, Dan Brown usually has one for his books. Um, but they're not all that common. And I, I've never seen one for a Star Wars book. And this is very cool. They did it, especially being in a election year. Right. Let's talk about it more, uh, uh, next week after maybe you need to read that book. I'm, it's, I know, I know, buddy. I gotcha. Uh, let's get to films. We got some Rogue One stuff happening here. Yeah. There's some Rogue One drama going on oh, this week. So much. So, the the main the the top of the list is Rogue One is headed back for reshoots. Yes, that's that's concrete. Okay, so that's happening. Yes. Do we know why? No. According to <laughs> okay, well according and I've been opening these articles like okay, so why? And they're not telling us why. Okay, you know I heard a great explanation uh, from Nerdist News. Oh, right? you read you added this one too. I did. Okay. Um, the, I heard a great explanation from Nerdist News, and this is before the last one. Um, but the, the main thing is, is that reshoots are a luxury. Yeah. Right. Every movie would love to do reshoots. Well, sure. But nobody has the money. Okay? You can't get the actors back. It's Disney expensive. owns yeah. the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They have, they have the money that they can put into it. So if you have the, if you have the need, if you feel there's a need to do some reshoots, mm. then do it. Yeah. Cause they've got the money for it. So this is interesting. Right. But the latest news okay. is that I just saw that came out today. It says that it actually is for different reasons. It's, it, I mean, not for this. Well, the whole main reason was that Disney gave is that they wanted to do, just do some reshoots, get a little bit more. It's kind of like the same reasoning they were giving to the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. And this one is saying that they've actually pulled Gareth Edwards away from directing very similar to what they did with Josh Trank and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. Four. Right. Because. 
he made it too much of a war movie. And that's exactly what he told them he was going to do. Yeah. Well, he's, that's. Uh, yeah. And they basically, they want more fun. Yeah, but Which I honestly don't think I think there's just drama here for the drama's sake. Yeah. The 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 funny thing is is they said that um uh Christopher McQuarrie has been brought in to do the reshoots. And is that is that, is that homeboy's son? No. He's but not no, it's not. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But um no, this is the guy who directed the most recent uh, Mission Impossible movie. Oh, okay. okay. He's on the, the, the short list of big directors for any big film coming out. Gotcha. Now. Um, and he writes a lot of stuff too, which is great. Um, but he's actually come out and said, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not involved with this, but, um, still so this, you know, with a, a property this big, it's just going to persist until the movie comes out. Yeah. Very similar to what it did with Suicide Squad. Right. It's and just, it proves uh, you have to prove it wrong. Yeah. And we have more Suicide Squad stuff later too. So, um, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm excited about this movie. And if they need to go back and do stuff, if they need to change it in some way, as long as it's good, I'm in. I don't care if they go back eight times for, yeah. You know. The, the thing is, is the people that are saying, oh, well, you know, it's getting all these bad, um, test screenings. If they have done zero test screenings for this, oh, yeah, yeah. they might have screened it for executives. But it's not done an actual test screening with audiences. No, I mean I think it's too early for that anyway. Oh wait, well no, I mean it's done. It's I mean it's it's about that time, but there's no way they're going to do that. Right, they're not going to put it out there. And I think this kind of maybe leads into the next story where it may skip San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, and if they are going into reshoots, it just makes sense because they just don't have the time to go there. And they're not going to have the actors. They're not, you know, exactly. if they're in resh- if they're in reshoots, uh, uh, that makes sense. Um, Plus, anything to do with Rogue One is going to be at Star Wars Celebrations. Why are they going to do that and then go a week later? It's just going to be so much logistic headache to get yeah, it done. I agree. Um, all right, man. So let's see what else we have here. Uh, oh, I threw this in here. You put no, this put on that. Pinterest, right? Yeah, I put it on Pinterest too, but I put it up in here. The uh, the set image that uh, Ryan Johnson posted, it's a really cool just empty rack with Jedi robes on it. It's pretty darn cool image, um, but he did it in honor of uh, the wrapping up of, of principal photography. Yeah, and and they are wrapping up, which I think is cool. Um, and this is, man, we're gonna have episode eight. I'm pretty excited. In a year about and a half. It. I mean, come on. I'm so stoked. Um, speaking of the uh, the next trilogy, we have uh, the Force Awakens. Okay, so it's at least theaters yeah it left it's theaters very very, very 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 close to a yeah right now it's at 964 something like that or 36 billion one or the other mm-hmm. um because it either has 36 million or 64 million to go right um and they've basically pulled it from theaters if they do a re-release um next year or the year after it's gonna make that extra money yeah um uh you know honestly what wouldn't what I would say would be the, the the smartest thing to do is that to do a re-release um, uh, for one weekend only on the release of Episode Eight and do back-to-back double features. Yeah, that'd be the way to do it because then you're going to tie it in and you're going to get that much more bang for your buck. Oh yeah, for sure. And I and I would love to see. That. I would love to watch Episode Seven. I you know I'm not one of those people that wants to go to the theater and watch Episodes One through Seven. Yeah, it was just, I mean, you don't have 24 It's It's too much time, but I would love, I would absolutely love if our little theater decided, if it did come back out. To do seven and eight. To do seven and eight, I would be there in a heartbeat. Because if eight picks up exactly where seven left off, um, it's perfect. It would, that's why I'm actually shocked we haven't heard uh, the possibility of four getting re-released with uh, Rogue One. That's a good point, too. Because it takes place 10 minutes after Rogue One ends, basically, from what I understand. Um. 
so yeah, man. Uh, so they're basically toying with this idea, or there's a rumor that they might re-release it to, to get to that billion dollars. To the billion dollars domestically, which everyone thought was impossible. Right. Han Solo. Yes. Now that they've got their their uh, their leading man. Yep. It looks like it's going to uh, start filming in January. Cool, man. Um, I'm in. Yeah, right. I mean, and it, this totally makes sense because episode eight started filming this January, February. Yep. Rogue One started filming. I mean, we have to keep. They have to keep up. They have to do. Yeah. You know, every year. I don't. I. I'd hate to see. I don't think it, it would. It wouldn't hurt them much if if there was a gap. Um, but if they said we're gonna do a Star Wars movie every year, yeah, they do a Star Wars they movie. They absolutely every year. have to stick to that time schedule for the yeah. first six movies because that's what they've said they're going to yeah. do. And and then after that, they can reshuffle if they need absolutely. to. Absolutely, but they can even shift back to May or whatever mm-hmm. else if they wanted to. Exactly. Um, what's this? The, the last one I put in is uh, is really kind of interesting, and you should open it up and take a look at it. It's uh, somebody did it. You know, infographics were all the the, the craze a couple of years ago. I really enjoy them. Because it's a really cool way to get a lot of information visually. And somebody did a very long banner infographic of the plot of A New Hope. <laughs> and it includes ship names, droid names, everything that happens throughout the movie, where people are during scenes, Holy everything. Crap. And it goes throughout the entire film. This is cool, man. It is very, very cool. Um, and this is actually done by somebody and it was picked up actually by StarWars.com. No way. And they re-showed re- re- it. And so it actually got picked up by the the big dog itself. This is badass. It is, and it goes on. I was saying this would take. Yeah, look years. over your scroll bar. No, I know. I'm looking at it. I was like, oh my god, dude. But wow. you, you got to go down. Yeah, there's the trench run. Yeah, yeah. It's really kind of cool. And then you god, this see would the, have taken forever. Yeah, you got to see the explosion. Oh, where is it? Oh wow. Yeah, this would have taken so long to do. Oh my god. This is cool. Very, lo- it is very. I cool. love that people do stuff like that. Thank you, internet. I know, right? Um, so definitely <laughs> check it out. We've got the link in the show notes. It's it's really cool. Oh, it's super cool. Uh, so this is uh, Filoni. Yeah, um, you know we're getting uh, um, close to celebration. Yeah, we're getting closer to celebrations, and uh, also give, you know hearing who's going. And this is actually announced a couple of weeks ago. I believe that Filoni is going to be going, but he's bringing some uh, some uh, hidden gems that he's going to be talking about for season three of Rebels. Nice. Yeah. Um, that rebel season was amazing. It was so good. <laughs> we got We have to talk about that. I forgot you caught up. So yeah, we'll, I finally we'll, caught up. The yeah. ending was phenomenal. Yeah, the ending was great. We'll have to. We'll have to find a time yeah. to talk about that for sure. Well, we have a little bit more free time to record this summer. We do, and we actually. And this is just a quick side note. We've gotten some cool suggestions from folks, and so keep them coming on spinoff shows or things you want us yeah. to talk about. We have an upcoming um, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, episode coming up Game of Thrones. because will is finally caught up and i like to well, bring almost but. well he's 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 getting there um i and i'm i'm you know the wife and i are, are deep into the current season uh so when will catches up um we are the two of us are going to talk but i would love to get um a couple other folks in here to talk about yeah, too because i've read the books too. yeah well this coming weekend is uh, episode eight of this season right this sunday um oh. yeah so i'm hoping by next sunday um, I'll have been caught up, yeah, and so I can watch the last two episodes live. Totally. So, Game of Thrones fans, reach out to us, man. We're I'm I'm excited. Yeah, so, so am I. Um, I, I, we'll get to it later. Yeah, we'll get to it later. Sorry, jump the gun. This is Star Wars section. Moving on. Go, go, go. All right. So, Star Wars. um, there's a this the Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens game is coming out later this year, mm-hmm. and like I said a couple weeks ago, they've been doing a little character introductions and so they did finn they've done bba and this week they released a new empire strikes back trailer nice uh for the force awakens so 
Um, cool. Yeah, so definitely check these out because everything Lego is really funny. And the Lego games, the Lego games are a lot of fun. Uh, the kids actually play the. Um, I have the Star Wars so- Lego Star Wars Saga games. And my, so, my nephew Ryan is addicted to that. Yeah, and so they they have a hard time because it's a lot of puzzles and stuff. But uh, yeah. you know, I help them through it as much as I can. But they they really like it, man. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so we got some merch. Merch. Star Wars launches a new Ultimate Studio Edition collectibles line. Have you seen this? I have not. You posted okay. this uh, after okay. my last. This is look at this. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so this I threw in here because it's phenomenal. So it basically says fans of any vaunted franchise or series know that authentic- authenticity matters when purchasing a collectible for display. So these are like, how do I explain this? Um. The thought behind the Star Wars Collectibles Ultimate Studio Edition line, props from this exclusive line are made to order by the actual prop makers themselves, Prop Shop, located at Prime, Prime, Pinewood Studios, where digital scans from the films are used to recreate such a piece. Wow. So we're looking at a picture here of Finn's mask with the blood stains on it and the uh, burned and battered uh, Star Wars, you know, uh, Vader, Vader mask, uh, Vader helmet. Uh, it's, it's amazing, dude. This is, this is super cool. Yeah. I'll have to check out this gallery and get it posted to Pinterest. Yeah. So that, uh, look for that coming and check out the link. I just think that's, I mean, I can never afford such a thing, but it'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, the thing that I put in is this week they released the, uh, the, uh, pictures of Lego Star Wars Rogue One sets. Yeah. That are going to be coming out. So, uh, what I love is the picture they put with the, uh, with the article was an exact Lego recreation of the first cast picture they released. Oh, that's amazing. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I saw this one. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Uh, you can, uh, see what sort of sets they have. It looks like they're going to have, uh, um, oh, I love that ship right there. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's funny is I was showing the, um, I had some downtime in one of my classes. I started showing the Lego movie and that movie is absolutely brilliant. But, um, <laughs> the scene where, uh, the Millennium Falcon, you know, flies in and you got Han and Chewie and Lando. It's yep. just, it's just so good. Anyway, it is so good. Uh, all right, man. So are we, oh no, parks, parks news. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, cool. you know, this is what I love is this is where it gets into Disney synergy. Um, that Spider-Man is going to be joining the Disney Wonder Cruise line starting this fall. And we were talking about, um, you and I talked about the Disney Cruise Line um a few months ago. Yeah, and you know it's one of those things that I want to do with the family. Yeah, well, at some I think point. it was right after my brother, his family, and my mom went. Yeah, and it's something that I want to do. I'll do when my kids are a little older. Blah blah. But I um this this will be cool. And and to me that what this reminded me of is when I was at Disneyland last, and I you know when I met Kylo Ren, and you can go right. meet Chewbacca and stuff like that. It's like. Yeah, I want to meet Spider-Man. Why not? You know, and I'm on a boat. Why not? You know, it'd be badass. Get some pics, you I'm know, and boat. that kind of thing. I'm on a boat. Uh, so anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, you know, and this actually just shows, I remember starting about 20, 25 years ago and they started having the autograph books at the theme park yeah. because everybody wanted to get the pic. And now they just got those, the actual character meet and greet locations. Indeed. It's just getting to be more and more like that. Yeah, no. And it's, and it's nice to like know you're going to stand in line and you're going to meet them. And, the way Kylo did his thing, it was, it was all, it wasn't like, all right, walk up, little kid. It wasn't like meeting Santa. It was more like, holy crap, he's 
playing the part and right. you can hear the breathing and he's saying lines and the, the you know the the voice modulator and all that stuff it was it was just really cool um so i'm hoping i don't know what they're gonna do voice wise for spider-man but i you know they always get the people that can do the voices anyway yeah, so. exactly um this is cool i haven't watched it yet um but there's a video tour of shanghai disneyland yeah, um, you know, on here. Shanghai Disneyland's opening up soon, and mm-hmm. um, we've already discussed some things. Like we saw the the Tron light coaster, yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about, and we talked about the uh, oh, I uh, yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean that I played for you last week. Yeah. This says there's a uh, the aerial tour shows Pirates of the Caribbean themed land before going up a towering waterfall. Oh wow! I don't know how long this is. Oh, it's a minute and thirty seconds. Let's see. Oh, right, let's watch this. That's insane, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, I uh, well, again, not going to China anytime soon, but that looks amazing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, so, anything else Star Warsy you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's it for today. Are you sure? I'm just killing time to find the bumper. That's all. We're going to get get new bumpers. We've been saying that for a month, but we're going to do. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's happening. It's going to happen. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are. Heroes, your legends. Sad news first. Yeah, let's get the sad news out of the way. Um, Muhammad Ali mm. passed away this week. Uh, and if you're wondering its connection to pop culture, I mean, come on. How's it not? Exactly. <laughs> um, Muhammad Ali. It's dude. Muhammad Ali. He was he was pop culture. Yeah. And um, and then you've got the the seminal documentary when we were kings. Um, and if you need any more uh, convincing, I put up a link here of uh, a comic when Ali battled Superman. Yeah, uh, this this was this this was sad. Um, and again, when somebody uh, that is part of pop culture, whether you think of it or not, um, is goes, it's just it is what it is, you know. And and it, it it's not like he went out super young. It's not like, you know what I mean? And he, he contributed no, to, uh, to what it was to be uh, a boxer, what it was to be a champion, what it was to be, um, to, to really get to the top of what you want to do. Yeah. I you mean, know? you got to remember, this is a guy who in the, in the sixties, um, was a conscious, conscientious objector to mm-hmm. the war in Vietnam. Yep. He changed his name and converted to Islam, um, in a country that wasn't ready for, anything like that right and he said i don't care and he said you're gonna take me for me yeah and still you know he was so controversial for his time yeah and we you know we think about it in in hindsight of him being great great and he is great don't get me wrong but he was so controversial but there's a seminal moment in 1996 when he lit the rings in atlanta yeah um for the for the olympic ceremony i still remember him wearing the 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 white uh, short sleeve shirt with the red and blue stars on it, and you, you're seeing the the telltale um, shaking mm-hmm. of the brain injuries that he suffered throughout his life, right? And uh, you know you could just definitely see the uh, the the toll, yeah, the toll yeah. that the fighting took on him. But man, I mean, amazing fighter, amazing person. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you have to check out the uh, the uh, the film Ali that Will Smith did. Will Smith was nominated oh, for yeah, an Oscar so for good. it. Um, so good. Um, and and check out the documentary When We Were Kings. Um, very very good. And there's also a great uh, book by I'm drawing a blank. I mean, most people that went through college have heard of Howard Zinn and his book yeah. of People's History of the United States. Uh-huh. There was a guy a few years ago who wrote a book and actually went to a, a reading of it called a sport a sports history 
a people's sports history of the United of the United States. Okay, it's really cool, and it delves more into the minority aspects of sports, and and it's a very very cool. They Sweet. talk about it in there, so check out all that stuff. Um, yeah, incredible. Wow, he will be missed, as they say. He will. Um, you know, this next one, uh, we we lost Darwin Cook uh, a couple months ago um, to cancer. Um, he worked a lot with DC, um, a disciple of, of Kirby, I believe. Um, they talked about it on um, HBO, uh, yeah. the Hollywood Babylon Hollywood podcast. Yeah, but. Uh, with Rebirth this week, and um, they released uh, DC's Rebirth, the end of every single issue has a full-page splash of really? the characters um, that he was involved with. And it said, Rip Darwin Cook, with a great quote from uh, can you put it up? with a great quote from, um, from Jack Kirby. Um, and it said, um, uh, our dreams make us large. Wow. Jack Kirby. And That's it's great. Cool. Um, and it's a, if you open up the slideshow, you'll see what the actual, so scroll up and it's just a great little splash page and you see the green lantern and Superman and wonder woman, the flash and Batman and green arrow and everything. It's really, really cool. That's really awesome. And it's really cool. They're doing this at the end of every single rebirth issue. Number one. Very cool, man. Well, all right. So now onto the fun stuff and I put this one in just for you. Oh, for God's sake. Have we not, uh, I'm curious. Is there a show that we have done in the last, I'm going to go out and let me say two months, that we have not talked about The Rock? Oh, of course not. So what about The Rock? Uh, <laughs> the Rock has not ruled out a run for uh, for public office. Oh, my God. Here we go. So what's happening? Uh, it's just someone was asking him, and he said, you know, he's never... Considered? No, he's uh, he's always considered oh. a possible run. Okay. And, you know, why not? Let me tell you what. If Donald Trump could be the Republican no, nominee... No, 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 no. Let me tell you. I would love to have The Rock. Love to have The Rock. The thing 30 is, is, times over than Trump. Let oh, me just tell you. Absolutely. And the funny thing is he's from American Samoa. <laughs> so I believe that is a, a, mm-hmm. per, a, ter- a territory. So he is uh, qualified. Uh, he I is older it. than 35. He can do it. He can do it. Let's do it. I'm uh, going to vote for The Rock. <laughs> you smell what The Rock is cooking? Oh, I smell it. All right, so let's get to, we have a considerable amount of uh, convention news. And as we get closer to Comic-Con, we're going to have more stuff. I'm going to condense some of this stuff. But um, do you want to start? Yeah, the first two are you. Okay. Or the first one's you. Okay, so Screen Junkies uh, is going to do a contest for SDCC. I love Screen Junkies. And that's why I put it in here, because you're, you're a Screen Junkies fan. I'm a Screen um, Junkie Junkie. You're, well, that's what they say. And so the other thing is uh, they mentioned they're going to be doing – okay, so let's just do this. The company unveiled that uh, Comic-Con 2016 sweepstakes will send one lucky winner and a friend, all expense paid trip, blah, 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 100 bucks per day in spending money, et cetera, et cetera, and attend special Screen Junkies events to take place at Comic-Con uh, San Diego on the 23rd through the 25th. Now, what are those special events? It's something called Screen Junkies Central – which Screen Junkies promises is a special multi-day live, uh, multi-day event live from San Diego with exclusive panels, celebrity Q and A's and much more. It sounds like very like, similar to what like Nerd HQ. Yeah. And Legendary it sounds Nerd like Nerd. an offsite, a new offsite. It does. Um, and I'm excited about this for a couple of different reasons. One, I love honest trailers. Yep. I love movie fights. Yep. And, uh, you got to remember, uh, Kevin Smith and, uh, Jamie's do, uh, what's in the box. So. Yeah. 
And here's the other thing. It says, uh, the contest doesn't include badges to Comic-Con, um, but it's a way to experience, experience some of what the convention has to offer Which because there's so much offside. It's an event. It's an offside event. So I think that's, uh, it's a good bet, man. And that's something else we have to put on our docket, I think. Absolutely. Cause I love screen junkies. They're great. Indeed. So, um, you got this? Yeah. We've been talking about, uh, you know, drips and drabs of uh, certain exclusives and you know there there's going to get more as we get closer but this one i want to put in here specifically because um barbie is actually going to be doing a gal gadot looking wonder woman yeah i'm very excited about this i mean i'm not personally going to get it but i i love that What's that the price point? Um, that it does look like gal gadot and yeah. they got the outfit right and everything i really like it 80 bucks which is about standard for an exclusive yeah. uh, uh uh wonder woman so it looks like if you are interested in this and you're listening to this, you have a few days to figure it out. Uh, pre-orders start uh, June 17th at Maddie Collectors. Um, and there is a link. Excuse me. There is a link in the link for in our show notes. <laughs> anyway, Very so cool. that looks awesome. Uh, also, we have this big news. The Killing Joke is going to premiere. Yeah, I really want to figure out a way to get into this. The problem is, guess what night it is? Oh, it's Friday night. Yeah, it's the same day as our offsite panel. And Okay. So here's the problem. We have no idea when this is going to happen. We don't know what time. Yeah, I mean, it could be 830. It could, we don't know. And, and so our plan right now is to have our, our offsite gathering around four o'clock. Um, if people have to leave for stuff, this is something people could leave for. I don't know what the line's going to look like. I don't know what's going to happen. I have something else about this, about the killing joke, um, later on in pop culture that we can talk about but um let's figure this out i haven't made any of these solid uh plans for offsite but i think friday night's really the only night we can do it yeah and what i love it seems to work best for most of us yeah so. what i love about this is that there's going to be a post-screening panel that's going to include kevin conroy um oh, and hamill and strong hamill strong oh. and worry wise are going to all be there so oh man that's gonna be hard to miss um it's also my guess is going to be in ballroom 20 uh at least that's the conjecture it's going to be an indigo ballroom or ballroom 20 something like that so right. it's going to be yeah they're not going to put it in hall h no 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 but it's going to be gnarly lineness. so that's gonna be one of those ones you're gonna have to be in there half the day yeah you gotta remember is this also the same day as the star trek premiere oh that was uh, that's maybe. over on that island is it friday uh, we'll I have to remember. double check the dates i don't remember uh but yeah man um i you know i would rather get our offsite our thing going oh, yeah. um then fight a line and stand in line all day as bad as i want to see the killing joke i will see the killing joke i would love to see this panel afterwards of course um i'm hoping it's just later and you know we get lucky or something or figure it out but right uh, but we'll figure something out um other exclusives i have some links in here uh mattel um has a bunch of exclusives oni press um also and um and so some of the stuff uh, these are just links from SDCC unofficial blog. Um, some of the stuff is cool. <laughs> Wonder Woman's in, oh, it's got invisible Wonder Woman's jet. Invisible jet. That's <laughs> awesome. And from Mattel, uh, we have uh, um, what is this? This is from Star Trek. This is a Barbie, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a Barbie, uh, which looks pretty cool. Uh, Suicide Squad stuff. Um, yeah, this is badass. There's a bunch of stuff in here. I mean. Ninja Turtles, <laughs> WWE stuff. Uh, some of this stuff is super, super popular, and I don't even, I wouldn't even try to fight people for this oh, stuff. No. I mean, honestly. Uh, but definitely check out the links in the show notes. There's Ghostbuster stuff and stuff as well. 
Uh, and let's see. So this one I think is cool. Uh, last year, director James Gunn basically came out and said, not coming to Comic-Con, straight up. Right. This year, he kind of said, well, wouldn't it be cool if we came to Comic-Con? So we didn't say no this time. Right. So it sounds like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in one sh- way, shape, or form is going to show up. Which would be cool because I think it's actually its release date is before Comic Con next year. So this would I be think so. This would be, be able to go. To. Yeah, this would be the time to do it. So, um, so the souvenir uh, I put this in here because the souvenir book cover has been revealed. Oh, really? I'd like to see this. And from what I understand, and this is you're going to love this. It's Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. Um, and w- what I understand from the last uh, podcast uh, from these guys is that um, when we go pick up our souvenir books and bags and stuff is going to be in the sales pavilion. Oh, really? Yeah, up in the where they do the autographs and stuff. So um, that's what the understanding is right now. So, Interesting. So we'll we'll figure that out. But yeah, uh, definitely check out this link um, for the cover. I think this is cool. Uh, Comic-Con 2016, it's got Wonder Woman on it. Yeah, what I love is it's like very the comic-style Wonder Woman. It's not yeah. like from the movies or anything, and I really like that. It makes me want to get a T-shirt with that for my sister. Yeah, and I put I put T-shirts under this exclamation point because usually uh, a variation of that cover or something related to that cover is on one of the many T-shirts they offer right. uh, through uh, Comic-Con International. So I'm hoping um, – I usually buy one or two of the T-shirts – uh, from there, so I would love to have this teacher. Yeah, my sister Dawn is a huge Wonder Woman fan back yeah. from the Linda Carter days. Oh, so. we'll have to get one for her. Um, all right, so this is the big news, kind of, that the marquee expansion, which we talked about a few weeks ago, right, uh, is going to be housing the Comic Con International International Inter. <clears throat> one more time, the Comic Con International Independent Film Festival. Um, and now, from what I get from the podcast from those other guys, is that. This room is going to be used for that. And then there's another room that they're going to section off to do other stuff, um, whether that be uh, badges or whatever else they're going to do right. in there. So um, so that's I think that's kind of cool, man. Um, there's going to be another spot to, to see cool stuff. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's getting so big. And like we talked about a few weeks ago, they need to expand or they're going to lose the convention. Exactly. Um and I don't know much about this, uh, but I put this in here. Independent film Heroes of the Realm is going to come to 2016 uh, STCC. Well, it's like when we went to San, uh, the Silicon Valley Comic Con, they had that independent film that they were mm-hmm. pushing. So. Mm-hmm. so this was cool. I don't know much about it. Um, we do have a link in the show notes. Um, and I think this is going to be part of that film festival. Oh, cool. So, anyway, um, the last thing that I'm half bummed, half not, half huh? about is... Speaking of an SDCC unofficial blog, uh, a few years ago, we went to their offset event. It was at Henry's Pub. Right. Lined up, got in there, boom, boom, got some drinks, fought for some swag, didn't get any swag, left, right? Um, the people that do this website and podcast are pretty cool. Um, they have a big following, though. So they put it out to their fan base and basically said, hey, would you prefer us move to a different location and – sell tickets and guarantee entry and apparently everybody said yes yeah and the tickets were 45 bucks (laughs) the tickets so they decided to move it from henry's pub to another location uh the tickets were 45 bucks turns out the damn tickets sold out in three minutes ridiculous three minutes so we're not going to this party now No, not so much (laughs) and which is kind of a bummer because that was one of the things i was like well Worst comes to worst. If we don't have anything to do Wednesday night, we can go down there. Um, we have the other thing too we could go to, but, uh, right now we're kind of slated to get to 
San Diego somewhat early that day. And I wanted yeah. to kind of have a plan for the evening. Um, because since we have a hotel and stuff, we don't have to worry about lack of sleep <laughs> this yeah. time, which, which is pretty cool. So, um, anyway, we're not going to be going to enchantment under the SDCC 2016 because we have no tickets for that. So if you're going great, if not, um, and you're down there Wednesday, hang out with us. We'll yeah, be finding just, a beer somewhere. I'll tell you I mean, that. It's more expensive than what we bought our. Kevin Smith I was just thinking for. the same thing. I was like, we didn't even pay that much for the Kevin Smith tickets. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that said, that's all I have for convention news, man. I'm getting more and more excited. I am super amped for for Comic Con right now. Oh, so am I. So um, we're less than a month and a half away. Indeed. All right, man. So we are out of uh, con news. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm pretty excited about Comic Con, dude. We got some plane tickets to buy, and then we're done. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting down to the wire. Yeah. I mean, we really have like 40 days until Comic Con. I know. It's exciting. It's awesome. All right, dude. So we are in our universe section. Let's start with the Berlantiverse. Yeah. Well, and I'm a little behind on Arrow. I'm like four or five episodes behind. Yeah, none of this has to do with actual story content. So okay, good. Um, well. Maybe it does. Have you watched Canary Cry yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, you could always give it to Stephen Amell to really just kind of like throw some crap on the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. And so uh, it, he's talking about how there's a new vigilante coming. We don't know if it's a good vigilante, bad vigilante, what's going on. Sure. Um, but it looks like they have a new villain character for next season, and his name is going to be Anton Church. Hmm. And what's most interesting about this is there is no Anton Church in the Arrow Galaxy in the comics. Okay. So it's really kind of curious where they're going to be going with this. Yeah, I'm intrigued, dude. I love, I love, I love when they introduce new characters only because that means that the writers are creating, not just taking what has already been done and putting their own spin on it or whatever. They're just letting the story kind of unfold, which I think is cool. Right. So, um, the next thing is, uh, Willa Holland, who plays yep. Speedy. Yep. Uh, she's come out and said that, um, she believes that the deaths that are happening in the Berlantiverse are a, specific repercussion of what is going on in the dccu and i totally believe this because yeah. first of all deadshot dies so he's in suicide squad right um you get that flickering image of harlequin in one episode you never see her again yeah she's in suicide squad um black canary passes away spoilers yeah, spoilers or it's a few episodes ago yeah but she uh, looks like she might be popping up in the new uh, Injustice game. Yeah. Um, but they're also possibly wanting to write her into one of the uh, live action films. Yeah. So it looks like that they are going to be uh, that they're really planning their DCCU around or they're planning the Berlantiverse around what's happening in the DCCU. No, I'm with it. Uh, for example, one of the reasons they chose Adam is yeah. because they couldn't use Blue Beetle because that's going to be so. Yeah. Yeah, so so lots of stuff. So it's just you know it, you're, it's showing that they are taking into it into account. I just wish they would cross it over. They're just not going all the way with it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so what do we got here? And a part of it is Katie Cassidy, who plays uh, Black Canary, um, who had a great crossover in the uh, the Flash. Yeah, uh, which was phenomenal. Seeing her as Black Siren. Right. Um, she. I don't, I don't think I'm there yet, but that's great. She, was it in the last one? No, it's like. Oh, no, that was early yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, no, it's like three episodes from the end. Okay. No, I did see that then. Yeah. Um, she uh, tweeted or she put out on Instagram uh, that she loves video game. Uh, uh, what, what, forget exactly what her words were. Um, uh, I'm trying to find it. Hold on. Progress of game making. Freaking awesome. And uh, it had to do with um, 
Injustice, God's Among Us too. Is what we're they're assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that all this, we'll get to this in, in our gaming section, but there's a whole bunch of Injustice, God's Amongst Us 2 news out. So I think it's pretty much, this is what it is. So cool. um, it's exciting that uh, hopefully we'll get uh, her as a playable character. Indeed. So Mel hints Green Arrow um, to DCEU without him? Yeah, well, you know, they're already taking, you know, like the Flash. Right. They're, they're just doing a different version of it. And they'll just have another Green Arrow. Right, exactly. And that's the beauty of what you get a lot in the DC uh, DCEU is that um, they actually do have different characters in the mm-hmm. alter egos oh yeah for sure um so you can do that it's i mean we we are a little upset i mean although with the flash they're both barry allen which is a little weird right um but there are so many different versions of, of green era and whatnot so they, they could do it um, they could and, and and they could do it and get away with it and it wouldn't be like f you Stephen amell you know kind right of unlike if in marvel if they showed something on agents of shield and all of a sudden it's a different actor playing it and yeah that'd be that would be weird um, on the, uh, Kevin Smith side of things, uh, Stephen Amell kind of alluded to the fact he would love to have Smith on in the writer's room for Arrow. That and, would be awesome. And again, we, we talked about this a week or two ago, um, where Smith has been kind of lurking around. Uh, he's going to be doing more TV. He's yeah, got a show he's working on right now. Um, and, and there, it, they have been alluding to the fact that he is going to be working on the Green Arrow in some way, shape, or form. Right. Well, he did do some of the runs uh, from the 2000s of the Green Arrow. Right. Um, well, he wrote he, the comics. He yeah. did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that he did that and he introduced the character on Amanapia and, and whatnot. But the thing is, do you think they can really get him week in, week out in a writer's room? I can see him maybe submitting scripts, but, or, or teleplays, but. Well, I, I think it would really just depend on, if they were going to get him in there to, because writers can work in these weird compact time frames too. If they, they were going to try to hammer out a quarter or a half of the season, they could sit down yeah. and bust it out. And the good thing is, I, I believe the writers' room is actually in L.A., whereas they do film in Vancouver. Right. But so he wouldn't have to actually go up to Vancouver. So to he, do. I think he could pull it off. He's awake at most hours of the day. That's true. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see him get, and like I said this last week or the week before, I would really like to see him get more into TV. All right, man, on to Supergirl. Super, <clears throat> on to Supergirl. Yeah, big uh, news. They are <laughs> actually going to be showing Superman in the season two premiere. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, we've gotten, we've, I'm behind, we've but seen, I'm going to catch up. We've seen uh, hands, we've seen legs, we've seen her have text conversations with silhouetted with shadows. Clark. Yeah, exactly. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah. So who who's it going to be? Uh, they haven't, excuse me, they haven't named yet. But there is uh, in the next link it says who will be Superman, right? And they list five people that they think would yeah. make a good oh. Superman. Well, the uh, Tom Welling actually makes the list. Well, you know, here's the thing: I, I'm not going to, you know, put my Superman eggs in a basket until they tell me exactly. I'm just excited that they're going to be including. I just don't want it to be overshadow. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I hear you. That's what worried me a little bit about the series is that Superman is such a big deal. And with Batman v Superman and the way he's portrayed in that and everything else, right. if they're going to try to keep some continuity, uh, I, I think it should be very minimally used. And if they're going to use them, I don't even, I would rather it not even be like where she has to jump in and like help him. I just want him to just be there offhandly every once in a while. Like yeah, not even like part of the story. Right. That's pretty much how it is now. Um, right. Where like at the end of an episode, she'll be 
talking to him on Instagram, Instachat or whatever, right. um, stuff like that. And then like there was one time where she beat a villain that Superman had never even beaten. Right. So it's very kind of cool where it's like No, that. I saw that one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. So I, I hope that it's more like that. And I don't care if they're going to show his face on. I think it works better if they don't. But yeah. you kind of see the, that there is a clamor for it. Yeah. And people are going to want to be like, well, let me just see his face. All right. Whatever then. Yeah. I, so I really hope it's in, they cast a no name. No name. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and I hate to say it's about Grant Gustin. Like, they do it with Flash. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, uh, Supergirl. Yeah. They're also going to be two. adding in Maggie Sawyer, who, if you don't know, is Lex Luthor's sister. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Snapper Carr and others. So they're, it's going to be much more. In the vein of what Berlanti does in his other shows and bringing in deep cut characters to, cool. f- to flesh out the, the storylines. I'm in. Um, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> getting on to Legends, um, you know, we talked about how Wentworth Miller uh, has gone back to uh, Prison Break because they're redoing Prison Break. Well, Dominic Miller uh, or Dominic Purcell, who plays uh, Captain Cold. Yeah. Is also from Prison Break. Right. And so they're both on set this week. And, and again, my question is, does he talk like that? <laughs> um, I've never watched Prison Break. So Neither sure. have I, dude. I just love that actor so much. But he got anyway. severely injured oh. on set. They actually, he took a picture. Um, it looked like he had a broken nose, some, oh, no. maybe some cracked ribs or whatever. Is a stunt that went wrong or something? I have no idea, but he got oh, really, crap. really injured. Um, but, uh, he came out the, a couple days later. And he posted another picture of him holding a thumbs up, so it looks like he's going to be okay. Oh, wow. um, but it looks like he took a beating. Oh, this is the guy that plays uh, Heat Wave, not uh, yeah Heat Wave. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Wentworth Miller plays Captain Cold. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, so uh, new Vixen. I saw this too. Yeah, this is uh, again. It's going back to what DC has in their pocket that Marvel can't do. Is that uh, they're going to try to enlist a, a Vixen? For the new crew in Legends. Yeah. Right? Because they're losing Hawk Girl and... and well, Hawk Girl and um, Hawk Boy, man. Hawk Man. Hawk Man. Which I always found was kind of odd. Hawkman? Hawkman, right? Let's call it Hawkman. Hawkman. <laughs> Hawkman left. Um, um, they so, decided to leave. Yeah, so they're bringing in some new, some new fresh blood. Um, yeah. But what they're going to be doing is instead of pulling the vixen that we've already met in Arrow, right? They're going because it's a it's a totem that's passed down through generations. Indeed. You're going to go back in time to a previous incarnation of the vixen. It's kind of badass, though. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I really like the vixen character. Yeah, me too. Um, and I really like that episode uh, uh with her in it. I thought that yeah. was cool. And I love the little snide comment that. She was See, in an animated series yeah, before? Yeah, they said uh, it was a very animated meeting. Mm. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, all right, so what is this Stephen Amell thing? Yeah, well, Stephen Amell is oh, I did see this. teasing that he would like... I mean, and you know it's coming at some point. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing during November sweeps or May sweeps, they're going to be doing a four-night crossover event where it's just going to be Monday through Thursday and all four stories co- coincide. How badass would that be? Every episode, whether it be Flash, Arrow, DC Legends of Tomorrow... Or Supergirl. And Supergirl. All of them. Connect. All of them are in everybody's episodes. How cool would that be? That would be amazing. Uh, God, can that be a thing? That would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, and it looks like what's going on with, with The Flash is that um, it it's really kind of mirroring a, a comic story called Flashpoint. And it all leads up to a different storyline called Crisis. Right. Um, and it's looking like that's where they're possibly going to go. Um, and, and I've heard other geeks talk about these. I'm not familiar with the storylines. Uh, but I'm in. I don't care what it is. Crisis is already set in stone with the very first episode of The Flash, showing the glimpse of the future uh, via Harrison Wells. Harrison uh, secretly Eobard Thawne, 
assume the deceased uh, scientist's identity, entering his secret room, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was part of the crisis storyline, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm in. I'm, I'm done. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on board with anything Flash. And again, we... We don't know all the deep cuts, so don't, oh, no, don't, 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 don't you dare come after me on this, people. And if you do, please go to at, yeah, Aaron yeah, Hobbs. yeah, go ahead and at, uh, at I am Will Griggs on Twitter <laughs> and go ahead and let him know that you are upset that he got it sort of vague. <laughs> <laughs> right? Vague. Uh, <laughs> all right, man, we're at the MCU. Let's go. Um, yeah, okay. Sharon Stone has, it's already been brought up that she's going to be playing a villain in an upcoming, MCU movie. Okay. Um, it really no one knows what it is, but it looks like she is going to uh, have the ability to control heat. Neat. Yeah, um, I, there. I know, right? <laughs> um, so it does limit the. I mean, most. Heat, What's Sharon Stone doing these days? Uh, I don't know. Uh, mo- oh, she was on that show on TV. Uh, drawing a blank. It started with an A, but I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. Anyways. Um, it only had one season. Okay. Um, but the thing with with uh, this is most Marvel characters that have the ability to control heat are X-Men. Good point. And they are not in the MCU. So right. I'm really kind of curious where they're going to go with this. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ant-Man and Rocket <laughs> get an animated series. Yeah, they're getting their own animated series. Now, I mean, not together. Ant-Man is getting his own series. And then and Rocket Rock and Groot are getting their own series. And this makes sense, man. I mean, honestly, the uh, most of these... You know, when the kids see these movies, uh, I know for me, animated series is, animated series has always been a big deal. Oh, yeah. And having, and having my kids, um, having the animated stuff is always really beneficial to get them into the storylines and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we, we've already, uh, already finished up a full season of the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Right. And Rockin' and Groot were incredibly popular in that. So it just makes sense. Plus, Ant-Man is so childlike as it is, mm-hmm. especially the way that Paul Rudd plays him. Oh, he's great. Um, I think it would be awesome if they got him to voice it. Yeah, that'd be better. Um, but yeah. we shall see. Cool, man. Uh, Carter. That Peggy Carter would be 100% not uh, uh, okay with uh, Captain America kissing Sharon Carter. But that she's also up for doing much more characters. Oh, right. I thought you were trying to get at this story. I, I, was like, I oh, am. Okay. Actually, I, I was reading this but i meant the other you have too many stories there's two stories i didn't actually put the other one right the other one i saw that one um um and there was another thing out there too uh i guess atwell can't kind of came out and talked about the um i i kind of refused to read the story because i was kind of over it um with the captain america thing with the hydra deal oh right there was another story i saw out there about that too but i yeah, I don't want to read any more i'm done with that stuff about that until i read the comic yeah i'm gonna read the comic and then we'll go back to that but um again i just I, i've listened to some podcasts about it i don't really care i just i would like to read the comic and you know deal with it myself uh but anyway yeah uh so Haley atwell is up for doing more carter obviously yeah i mean whether it's in an agent carter show or if it's just in the movies like she had a bit part in in this yeah and exactly. a bit part in winter soldier and uh, uh civil war or whatever yeah, yeah. and um this uh yeah so it, it, you know who's gonna say no to an mcu movie indeed uh we have a few avengers uh, bits of news here uh chris evans uh sebastian stan and and um anthony mackie have come out and said they would love to have x-men in the infinity wars yeah not gonna happen no that's not a thing. but they would love it to happen wouldn't we all yeah we all want things to happen <laughs> Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Alan Silvestri, uh, who did the music for the first two Avengers movies, um, as well as, uh, probably most well known for doing the score to Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, um, if I'm drawing a blank, I think he also did the music for the Back to the Future movies. It's possible. Um, he, uh, is going to be returning for both Infinity Wars movies. 
And Josh Brolin says that, that uh, he is blown away with the Infinity Wars uh, scripts. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I'm 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 really excited about the Infinity War stuff. Um, if Civil War is any precursor to any of that, um, we're gonna get. And this is this is one of the things. And actually, uh, going back to if there's any of my students listening right now, uh, when I was sitting there at the end of my classes the last few days after I showed the Force Awakens, I kind of said, "Hey guys, look, here's the thing." You know, I, I want to thank you guys for indulging me <laughs> in my pop, my love of pop culture. And I'm hoping I kind of rub off on you a little bit because there are some absolutely amazing stories out there that if you don't shut your mind to comic movies or fantasy or sci-fi, you get some amazing love stories. And, um, you know, these characters that, that come out of these, um, what? No, it's funny you said that because actually it's a story I did not put in the show notes of it and it doesn't have to do with MC, but I'm going to just shout out here. Yeah. Is that Deadpool is the number one selling yeah. romance movie. I almost put that Amazon. in here and I deleted it too. And, 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 but it's funny. You, you get these, you get love stories. You get, um, you get these stories of betrayal. You get these stories of friendship. You, you get these stories that, yeah, on, on the surface, sure, it's a comic movie, but comics are based on what we're dealing with in a day to day basis in a more fantastical sense. Right? Yeah. And actually comics and sci-fi, um, historically have been able to, uh, discuss and touch on social issues that are not uh palatable to the general public for years you know racism um, well i mean yeah i mean look at i mean star trek the the original series is is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year and how groundbreaking was it in the early 60s to uh um or the the mid 60s to deal with uh race equality on television And really, that's what the X-Men is. It is. <laughs> X-Men is about r- uh, racial equality. And it's, all, it's about uh, on, on, a, on, a, on a base level. That's what it is. And I think that's, I think that's a huge thing. And I think that's what some of my students and, and some of the youth today don't really realize. It's like, you know, they're, they're fun movies. They can be. But if you, if you let it go a little deeper, you know, even Ant-Man is about, you know, redemption and um, um, taking care of family and, you know, these yep. kind of things. And all of these things come through. You can have fun, but at the same time, um, and, and it can be dark, too. But Exactly. It's still, you know, on a, on a surface level, Deadpool's a romance. <laughs> it is. And he tells it from right to the beginning. He says, yeah. this is a romance movie. And and it is. And it's, it's brilliant that way. Anyway, so I got off on a tangent, but... Um, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a reason why it's called pop culture. Exactly. Uh, we're into Black Panther territory. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, but it does look like Sebastian Stan has been teasing that he actually might be involved with, uh, uh, that the Winter Soldier might be involved in a Black Panther movie. Which I'm excited about. And also, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan has confirmed that he will be in Black Panther. Yeah, absolutely. Which is pretty cool, too. Uh, did it say what he was playing? I do not believe so. I don't think it did either. I just want to double check. The cool part is, is that he was in Creed and it's the same director, right? Yeah. Which that's cool. And a little side note here. I'm a, I'm a track coach at the, uh, the school that Marshall and I both work at. And I have been doing old, uh, track stats that I've been entering in online. And, oh, right. and I had come up to the year 2003 and I, uh, happened to run across some of Ryan Coogler's track stats. It's insane. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's so funny, dude. Um, yeah, so, it, I mean, it doesn't say what he's going to be doing, but I'm excited about it. Absolutely. Oh, oh and this is where it is. Uh, Captain America, Peggy does not approve about the the kiss between, uh... Well, 
And that's, I, I, that's fine. And, I, and honestly, I think she would not approve. I think they played that right. And that's why I and think that's why so they kissed. They waited until she <laughs> passed away. She, she died. And so let's move on. Um, not to be a jerk about it, but uh, Captain Marvel, what do you got here? Yeah, Brie Larson is now the front yeah, runner. And I'm cool. totally okay with this. And so is Chris, yeah. Chris Evans. She is a great actress. Um, I've, I've always found her entertaining. I mean, she was in um, the first 21 Jump Street movie. She was yeah. in. Um, Scott Pilgrim saves the the world. Yeah. Um so she's done some good comedies but dude, she was in uh The Room this year. Yeah. And she won that. best actress. I mean, I that movie demolished me. Yeah. Well, like I said, I didn't see that and maybe never will. So good. Her performance is so incredibly good. I believe you. So um I am totally okay with this. And this goes back to what we were saying a couple weeks ago that um Marvel does have a unique knack of getting award-winning and, and incredible dramatic actresses yeah. to play characters, but they don't utilize them correctly. Yeah. I think this would be a great time where they can actually utilize it and, fu- and fulfill the, the promise of that idea. Uh, cool, man. Let's, wa- let's talk Doctor Strange. Um, uh, two things. Uh, first of all, it looks like they have released uh, the Lego set images like they did with Rogue One earlier, yep. um, but it reveals possible villain in major battles. So That's I cool. personally have not looked at them because I do not want to know. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either. But we but do have the link in the show notes for those of you who are spoilerific. I'm excited about Doctor Strange. Um, I know I've said that before. <laughs> Continue. Yes. Uh, the Back to the Future <laughs> writer, um, whose name is uh, escaping me at the moment, um, actually thinks that this uh, version of Doctor Strange will be horrible. No, that's um, what it is. Yeah, and this isn't just a random, oh, what the hell is this guy talking about? It turns right. out this guy had actually been workshopping a script for Doctor Strange back in the 80s. Oh, interesting. And he's a diehard Doctor Strange fan. Hmm. So it is kind of curious. Uh, his biggest argument was the, the gender swapping and, and whitewashing of, of uh, the Ancient One. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we shall see how that goes. We'll see, man. I'm going to have fun with it no matter what. I know that. About oh, me. absolutely. I know that about myself. Um, we talked about a couple weeks ago about how Ghost Rider is uh, possibly being thought of as one of the uh, uh, properties that could be used for Netflix, along with like Blade. And I, I think that would be really cool. I, I, I love the Netflix model, and I love the fact that we get these like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher. Punisher um, you know, we're gonna get Luke Cage, we're gonna get Iron Fist, and I, I just love yep. that these things are gonna happen, and it's in a medium where they can be dark. They can be bloody. They can do what they need to do and and really focus in on what makes that character that character. Yeah. What I love about the model is that um, with the movies, you have the marquee names, right? Yeah. You've got Captain America. You've got Iron Man. You've got um, uh, uh, the Hulk, Thor. Yeah. All the major yeah. names, X-Men, you know, all that stuff. Right. But um, and then you've got. The minor characters that you like, Ant Man and right Falcon and and they're in Agent the movies. And and Ant Man dig it as they, on, right, they fill it up, right? Right. But these characters that are in the net in the the uh, the Netflix runs are like above the smaller characters, but they're mid range. So Daredevil yeah. and Punisher. I mean, these are major characters, but. They're, they're ones that are much more complicated emotionally. They and have harder to, to capture on the big screen by themselves. Too. They are. As it shows with the, the, the Punisher and, and Daredevil movies from the early and 2000s. And they were okay. They were. They but were. They, they, yeah. But they're such complicated emotional characters where you're dealing with pain and loss. They're also antiheroes. And that's exactly. the other thing. And I think Netflix can really deal with the antihero. I think uh, the quintessential antihero on Netflix 
outside of I and I honestly Jessica Jones is is a perfect example of this dude. You know, you have a character with flaws, you have a character that drinks, you have a character that is dealing with this really crappy life on top of the fact that she can do these things. And that that and antiheroes though, and this is something that I talk to my students about a lot antiheroes are the ones that are easier for us to identify with because it's like because they're flawed i'm dealing with that right now <laughs> yeah and, I mean? and for as much as i love captain america and i think chris evans does a great job he he's does not a deep character no it's like he's a he's a boy scout he is you know um Nothing so against boy scouts people <laughs> so i'm excited about this yeah me too um we can we keep going off on weird tangents. We're gonna we're gonna be here all night. Yeah, we are. Um, uh, Guardians. So Guardians. It looks like the the villain that's rumored mm. is going to be Kismet. Cool. Um, which is really cool because um, she's great in the yeah. the Marvel universe. Indeed. Uh, so Jessica Jones soundtracks out. Yeah, they finally released a soundtrack to Jessica Jones, which is great because I loved the music, the music cool. that because it's first of all it's a, it is a gumshoe noir yeah. vibe the whole movie is and especially when when <laughs> purple man was on the screen that yeah. was some, oh, that the was music some, is phenomenal oh, so i'm insane. definitely gonna be picking that up cool uh what do we got here namor uh who is an old character yeah, he's called namor the submariner oh okay. and now that you say that yeah he and uh joe Quesada, who's you know one of the main people behind the mcu uh, says that it is definitely in the works that Namor wow. will come to the big screen in some form, somehow, sometime. Nifty. Um, and Brian T from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wants to be Namor. Give it to him. F it. Who cares? Yeah, Namor is a major character. Um, he he definitely does get involved with uh, um, the Avengers and, and everyone else. I, I think it would be very cool. Plus, uh, for all the stuff we do with the Avengers and, and, and everyone else, very little is in the water. Yeah, that's a good point. So... Um, I, I'm I'm more excited about this next thing. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Olsen says she is open to doing a Scarlet Witch standalone oh, film. Obviously, but uh, I'm more excited about seeing that movie come to fruition because I I really I really think that um, there needs to be, and we've talked about this before. There needs to be more of the uh, female superhero movies, right? Where this female, you know, Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's in the works, great, but Black Widow needs to be a thing. Yep. You know, Scarlet Witch, maybe a stretch at this point, um, depending on what goes on going forward. Maybe her and Vision. Uh, I mean, yes, there could be something could, for they sure. They could definitely go with, with Vision. Yeah. Um, maybe do, even if they don't do Vision, if they do a prequel that, in, that yeah. brings back Quicksilver. Yeah. I mean, and again, you know, we have Jessica Jones, but, you know, she's Netflix and that kind of thing. But uh, my, my thing, too, is, like I said, I've been showing, I showed Force Awakens to the kids and I told them, I said, look. Here's your strong female character. Yep. And, and Ray does that, you know, and I'm waiting for the comic movies to catch up. And I want that to be, um, you know, Captain Marvel. I want all these things to happen so yeah, I mean, that they have that, you know? Sci-fi has been way ahead of the game on strong yeah. female characters. I mean, go back to 1979 with, with, uh, Ridley and Alien. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, man. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the comic book movies, um, and, and this current, Re, you know this current iteration of all of these things right now to to really capture some of the 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 potential geek girls out there. Oh, know? absolutely. So I think that's important. Um, I think it's important to get Black Widow done before Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but I would not be upset. I just threw Scarlet Witch out there because that was the only other girl I could think of. Yeah, moment, I, if but... it's not in the works, that would be uh, that would be cool. Indeed. All right. So what do we got? Um, Spider Man has added to the cast. They've added Michael Barbieri. Um, he's a younger kid, so, uh, you know, it's good. They're filling up the cast. Indeed. Um, 
Hiddleston, his tease that Loki yeah. and the Hulk are going to be uh, going mano a mano a little bit in Ragnarok, which is cool because the last time we saw those two go head to head was in uh, the end of the Avengers when we get the whole puny god scene. Right. And the thing about Ragnarok I think is interesting is that, um, well, there's another story I have somewhere in here about about uh, Ragnarok. or Oh, oh, that has to do with uh, um, Bond because they're talking about Hiddleston for Bond. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, I'm excited about Ragnarok, but I, I, I don't know the storylines as much as I would like, but the Planet Hulk thing sounds cool. Um, I, I love Loki. So any way, shape, or form that he's part of this, I'm Yeah, in. if they're... Because they've already teased that Hulk might make an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. So they need to get him out in space somehow. Um, and by doing that with Planet Hulk through this Ragnarok story might be a way to get that story to link up. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. Should we move on to one of our 12 sections that we have left? I know, right? <laughs> so we're on to the DCCU. This is what happens when you record a week and a half apart. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Warner Brothers is shaking up more of their management. Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about how uh, Jeff Johns has taken over the, the Kevin Feige sort of role with yeah, DC. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing more. It looks like in the next year you could be seeing six major management things. This is names you don't normally you know, care about. Uh, that you see in the the producers credits and stuff, but um, there is going to be a major shakeup in the the wake of BVS. So Indeed, let's look at that. Um, and then somebody came out with six characters that that who could appear in the DCCU uh, in the upcoming times. We've already talked about how um, Jeff Johns wants to do Booster Gold, yeah, um, Star Girl, Hawkman. Now that he's not in Legends, now he's can not come Legends, to the big right? screen. Um, Black Adam, um, <laughs> you're gonna love this. Uh, the Rock has actually already said that he wants to do Black Adam. Really? The Rock? What? <laughs> well, Black Adam is, this is my the, shocked face. <laughs> well, Black Adam is the villain of Shazam. So, yeah, no, I'm, 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 you know, um, the Anti Monitor, which we actually already talked about, how uh, the Anti Monitor is in. I don't know. These are so obscure. I don't know. We were just talking about it earlier. Oh, it's the uh, the Flashpoint. Uh, crisis. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, crisis uh, has to do with when uh, Barry Allen meets up with the Anti Monitor. Cool. So that definitely could be. I mean, they could definitely bring that into the Flash movie. Uh, and then, of course, the Legion of Superheroes, which is just another superhero team. Okay, so here, here's what I find interesting. I, I was very excited about Aquaman. Yes. I am excited about Aquaman. Uh, Jason Momoa looks great. He does. Uh, and there's a little story here that says that the uh, the director, James Wan, basically saying it's not going to be very dark. Which I'm actually okay with. I mean, you can't have every movie be dark. Suicide Squad's kind of dark. BVS was a little dark. Well, we'll get to the Suicide Squad thing here in a minute, but I, I, I find this interesting because we have these very dark takes on you know Batman and Superman, and then, but it's time to get a. In my opinion, it's time to get and Suicide Suicide Squad may be this, but it might be time for there to be the Ant Man of the DC universe. You know, right? Where it's like, I mean. Ant Man was nothing but fun. It was it, it was messing around the whole time. It had great comedy, um, and it needs to be something lighter. I don't. I hope Aquaman is not Ant Man fun. No, the biggest issue, but it's I not going to be this, as dark. Yeah, the biggest issue I have with this is Aquaman has always been kind of the joke of the Justice League, anyways. Right. I hope they don't make him and just reinforces what the non no 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 already think. And I have n- under no by no stretch of imagination do I think they're going to do that. I don't okay. think they're going to make him a joke. And Ant Man's not a joke. No, he's not just at all. the you know you know that character Scott Lang is 
a jokester. That's he just is. the way he is. But I honestly think that um, Aquaman is just going to be a middle grade humor, you know, a balance between humor and darkness, a, a humor and drama, I guess I should say. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Jason Momoa throwing out one-liners as it is, but no, I think... and it's not going to be quick-heavy no, or whatever. I think it could you know? have a character very much like the Michael Pena character from Ant-Man. Yeah. There could be a supporting character that fills that void. Have have some have some comic relief. Yeah. Sure. But I, I don't think Momoa is going to be that. No. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, and as much flack as Aquaman's uh, got over the years, I don't think they're going to do that, honestly. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Affleck uh, says, he, <laughs> uh, you got this? Yeah. Uh, the Affleck has said that his Batman story that he's writing with Jeff Johns yeah. is going to be an original story. And I'm actually definitely okay with this. Yeah, but they're not going to go. No, they're, they're not, not going to do the origin and stuff again, right? No, not an We're origin done with story. This, right? It's going to be an original story. Okay, that's fine. It's going to be a story that's never appeared in comics or on awesome. TV before. Done. Good. Done. Good. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's, that's why I was very particular when I read the article. It's, like, yeah. it's not an origin story. Okay. It's I was an like, original oh, story. If I see Batman origin story again, I'm going to flip out. Yeah, we don't need to see Martha get shot again. Seriously. <laughs> so many dead Marthas. Um, all right, so well, that could be a good name for the episode. I dead, know, right? Dead, dead Marthas. <laughs> um, dude, that's a great name for a punk band. Uh, hey, we'll be here all night. We are the dead Marthas. <laughs> hey, we've had the dead Kennedys and the dead presidents and the dead milkmen. <laughs> dead Marthas. Uh, all right. So, uh, you're welcome band who calls themselves dead Marthas. I know you owe us a yeah. thank you in your Grammy speech in 20 years. Copyright, you know, usual podcast 2016. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, the flash already lost its director mm. earlier this year. Uh, they brought in Rick Famuyama. Is Sure. No, I'm Famu Yiwa. Okay, I'm sorry for butchering that name. As a new director, he directed a movie last year called Dope, um, which has uh, got really good critical reviews and everyone seemed to love it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, but he seems to be going all, all gung ho into this. And he confirms that the scene that we see in the dream sequence from BVS that he sees the flash in the, yeah. the portal is going to be confirmed that you're going to see the other set of that Nifty. in the movie. Sweet. I'm in. Um, also, it looks like Channing Tatum is going to be rumored to be cast in The Flash somewhere. Interesting. Um, Tatum's always good, right? <laughs> uh, Jake Garrick, maybe? Yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. Um, Justice League, uh, Jesse Eisenberg has come out and confirmed that Lex Luthor will appear in the Justice League movie. Shocking. I know, right? Um, <laughs> Jason Fuchs, who is, again, one of those behind-the-scenes producers guys, uh, is teasing that there could be a Lobo movie coming. And this is, again, one yeah, of those Yeah, really, they've been teasing this for a bit, though. They have, but now it looks like they're actually going into uh, a script writing or something. Cool. Um, Lobo, if you don't know, is, a, again, one of those anti-hero, definite yeah. darker characters, very much in the vein of, like, Punisher. Yeah, I'm excited. We got some Suicide Squad stuff. Yeah. The big one is it's going to be PG-13. It's officially rated PG-13. And now I, I, I want. I was eager to get here. It took us a while. Uh, are you surprised by this uh, in the wake of Deadpool, or did you expect it to be twenty third? Uh, twenty thirteen. Uh, uh, PG thirteen. I expected it to be PG thirteen because yeah. the the things that that really took Daredevil from a PG thirteen to an R. Was the o- overuse of, of what did I say? Daredevil. Oh God! 
Yeah. Edit that out. New. <laughs> uh, That's what, a new. What really took, uh, <laughs> was, I mean, there were certain violent scenes. I mean, honestly, the, the gore of like the head exploding, stuff like that. Sure. But it's really, he, they dropped the F-bomb more than once. Yeah. The thing is, in a PG-13 movie, you can drop the F-bomb once. Right. Um, in an R-rated movie, it's two or more. So, so what you're saying, they can keep the violence in Suicide Squad as long as they don't drop the F-bomb. Drop it once. Mm. Make it mat- Make it count. Who's going to do it? Say it. It's going to be Harley. It is going to be Harley. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I was kind of hoping for R just so they could just do whatever they wanted, but they could, uh, they don't necessarily need the, um, the language thing for, I mean, comic books aren't necessarily littered with foul language. It's usually violence and, exactly. you know, typically, and as long as they don't get as, and aimed at teens. Yeah. As long <laughs> as they don't get like, the shot up the bum or oh, sure. through yeah. the heads. I mean, as long as they just do some artful camera direction, yeah, they're going to be able to get the same sort of vibe. With Deadpool, you kind of had to do that because that's what Deadpool is. Yeah, exactly. Suicide Squad's a little bit different. They're known for violence, but you can shoot around it. Exactly. Um, all right, so some more stuff. Redditors claim mixed yeah, reactions, huh? Yeah, well, there have been so far uh, supposedly two public screenings. You got to love Reddit, though. Um, the first one came out and it was universally praised as great reviews and i believe that showing was in hollywood uh evidently a couple weeks ago they did a showing in sacramento i think hmm. um and a whole bunch of people on reddit are claiming they've seen it and it's mixed reactions i take reddit with a grain of salt but you know always in the honest of fairness we gotta put this out there yeah uh, i'm gonna go see it re- regardless oh no i'm i can ignore that story completely um so a suicide squad there's hella merch there's a hella merch if you go to my dc uh, uh um board on pinterest um you'll see a whole bunch of the t-shirt designs and stuff it's very cool very comic booky looking which is very cool um check it out Lots yeah of cool there's stuff. some cool stuff on there for sure um this one is this the right place for this I was trying to find a place for this. Yeah, it's DC. So. Yeah, so uh, The Killing Joke is getting a one-night theatrical release. And this is why when we were talking in the uh, in the convention section, uh, I was like, okay, so if we miss it Friday night, which we probably will, uh, it is going to get a one-night theatrical release. The problem is, is we live where we live, but we can go and find it if we need to. Yeah, I mean, if it takes us driving down to the Bay Area to go see us, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and, and you know, we can easily do that. So... The screening is going to be three days after the film's world premiere at San Diego Comic-Con on July 22nd. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to be uh, on uh, and a one day before the movie is avail- available on digital HD on the 26th. So fans who can't attend Comic-Con have the opportunity to see the movie before it's officially released. So it's basically going to be on the 25th of July. Which is a Monday. Um, which is a Monday. <laughs> Um, and in two showings at 7.30 and 10 p.m. local time, um, and it's rated R, okay? Uh, and, and then the DVD, come, the digital uh, comes out on the next day, which is Tuesday. On the 26th, exactly. So, you know, if we don't make it, we don't make it. Either way, we get it, we watch it, we talk about it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. But um, it would be really cool to see in the theater. I, I'm a big Batman animated series fan. Um, I would love, absolutely love to see this in the theater. I would love to, too, because I've actually never watched the Batman. I mean, I've watched... When my younger brother, my cousin, or my niece and my nephews have watched it, yeah. I've watched it and it's very, very so compelling. Good. It's so good. Um, I mean, I, I, the storytelling is fantastic. Yeah. It. Um, I just have never. 
been one to just sit from the beginning, but it's on, I believe, believe it's available on Netflix, so it's just def- definitely something I'd like to watch the whole run of. We're checking out, man. I, I watched all of them. I, I watched Batman Beyond. Um, you know, like I said, Mark Hamill, Tara Strong. You know, it's it's phenomenal. It's really good. Yeah, and you have a whole bunch of other Bat- I mean, Batman Year One. You've got all these different yeah. Batman movies that are directed to video movies. Indeed. All right, let's get to Fox and get closer to out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's... Okay. As I fall asleep on my mic. All right, yeah. we, we have three quick Fox stories. And actually, I think it's the first time we've talked about Fox and I had any Deadpool news. Of course, we did shoehorn, shoehorn yeah, Deadpool into DC. Thing. I just ignored the Deadpool stories. Exactly. <laughs> um, but Fantastic Four, Simon Kinberg, who is again yeah. part of the, the, the whole behind uh, Brian Singer sort of thing. Right. Um, Fantastic Four is still part of Fox's plan. Yeah, and look, it, it should it, be part of their business plan to sell it back to Marvel. Sell it back or do it better. That or they'd need to pull a page from Sony and just do the Spider-Man. Make a deal where Marvel makes it, you yeah. make the money. Hey, hey, hey Marvel, do this better than us. Yeah. Okay. And we'll distribute it for Can you. Can I have the money? Sure. Easy. Exactly. Done. I'm excited about this next one. Yeah, this is cool. That Brian Singer's hinting at a Mystique spinoff. Yeah, and I saw, when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, that would be so fun. And it would also help with um and if they do it right obviously who would be mystique jennifer lawrence yeah and so she That's can built in box office yeah right there. and she can continue i mean she's gonna make the money you put her name on the marquee done you know what i mean and i think it, it would be better for the x-men franchise it'd be better for all of it it'd be it, it would be good i think it'd be i think that would work out really well exactly and in the uh the worst hidden title release ever uh, <laughs> it looks like what? wolverine 3 might be called wolverine x uh, weapon x or weapon x sorry. yeah well here's the thing weapon x that's what it's going to be about that's... old man logan and weapon x well there we go <laughs> a little on the nose huh a little on the nose <laughs> shocker it'll get people there absolutely uh, uh so disney this okay here's wait what okay we talked about last week oh, how... i thought this was something else no i'll talk about the next one we talked about last week how um they are, you know, we talk about how Beating the Beast has been the biggest trailer ever yeah. online, and they're uh, looking at doing a Little Mermaid live action film. Chris Evans has come out and said he'd be interested in playing Prince Eric. <laughs> I can totally see that. Oh, I could see it too. And, and I, I love Evans, dude. I love Chris Evans. I love Chris Pratt. I love the Chris's. Okay. <laughs> yes. Put him in a movie. I'm there. <laughs> Chris Evans would be a perfect. Like just straight man to Chris Pratt's poster boy, freaking Prince boy, you know, yep. put him in a little suit, put the man in a little suit. Absolutely. I would brush his hair the right way. Seriously. <laughs> I would love to see a comedy written specifically for Chris uh, Pratt, Chris Evans. That'd be so good. Anyway, let's get to Zootopia real quick. Cause I think this is really interesting. Um, so it is the second largest original movie of all time. First and foremost. Okay. And we saw it. You saw it with Zootopia, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Zootopia. And uh, that's pretty big shoes. Oh, no, I haven't seen Zootopia yet. You haven't seen... Oh. But that's pretty big shoes considering the number one original movie of all time is Avatar. Yeah. Um, Zootopia, super good. I saw it with the kids. It's a ton of fun. Also, you know, uh, hits on uh, themes of race and blah, blah. It's really, really, really good. Um, very surprised, actually, when I went to see it. It was really good. Um, but it also hit $1 billion worldwide. Yeah, that puts it up into, it's got to be at least the top 20, if not the top 10 of all time. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I really want to see it, but um, 
Just the sloth scene cracks Oh, yeah. Oh, every so time I funny. saw it in the trailer. When you see Zootopia, let's talk about it because I think you'll be surprised. Yeah, it's definitely it's one of the first movies I want to watch when summer hits, so I'll be watching it this week. Indeed. Um, uh, but what I love is, you know, calling back to to uh, Screen Rock? Junkies. No, Screen Junkies. Oh. Uh, this week's honest trailer is Zootopia. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it. I haven't I, watched you know. it yet because I want to watch the movie first, but yeah. uh, I definitely want to. Watch it. The only screen grab I saw of the honest trailer was it showed the sloth and it said the whole reason he went to the movie. <laughs> uh, back to the Rock. The Rock. Uh, yeah, the Rock's is Moana the, trailer. Yeah, this isn't the Rock. It's Moana. I know, it's, it's the Moana. the new. It's the new Disney movie, um, which is already getting critical acclaim for artwork and stuff like that. Oh, I can't wait. The first trailer is getting released this Sunday. Yeah. So, um, and there is a uh, Yoga Hosers trailer. And that actually came out to theaters this week. Uh, can we watch this? Because I haven't watched it. Yet. Uh, I haven't watched this yet. And apparently, Stan Lee uh, makes an appearance. So let's check awesome. it. Awesome. Oh, I want to see that, dude. It looks funny. Looks better than Tusk. Did you ever see Tusk? Oh yeah. Oh okay. I like Tusk. No, it was all right. It, it was kind of insane. So. Right, so let's run into the movie news really quick. Uh, first of all, Archer, which in, let's uh, first of all make a little side note here that there is in no way, any form right now, a plan to make a live action movie. Oh, no, no, no. If no. there were, though, one of the producers. I think it'd be terrible, kind of. It'd have to be, well, okay, this is what it says. The, the John Hamm would be wanted to play Archer. Thing is, you can't have Archer without John Benjamin's voice. That's what I'm saying. I mean, or, you know, just dub it over. Yeah. Cause his voice makes Everything he's in. Uh, Bob's Burgers. The first one. Um, home movies. Bob's Burgers. I mean, it's just, you you, you don't have those shows without his voice. Period. Oh, no. Period. Anyway, continue. Um, Blade Runner. What? Blade Runner 2. Mackenzie Davis, who is in um, The Martian. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. has been cast. Nice. Uh, Stephen Amell, <laughs> who oh, again spouting off, this. says that he would love to be in the Jason Bourne franchise. Well, who wouldn't be? And he would, he would actually. I think he would fit in quite well. Yeah, he would do a pretty good job, actually. I mean, we've already had, uh, uh, Oscar Isaac is in the Poe, er, uh, one more time. He's in the Poe. <laughs> I know, right? He's in the Poe. Oscar Isaac is in the Bourne movies. Isaac, I, I, Oscar Isaac in the Poe. Uh, Clive Owen's been in the, in the Bourne <laughs> movies. Uh, I mean, they've already got some great, yeah. uh, actors, so. Indeed. Uh, it looks like they're doing a contemporary version of Count of Monte Cristo. Why? Uh, because it's in the public domains, so therefore they don't have to buy rights. Why? I think I just said. Continue. Uh, again, The Rock is confirmed. He's going to be Doc Savage. Oh my God. We've mentioned The Rock like eight times tonight. Yep. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, they're you know they're doing another reboot, yeah. and this one's going to include Jason's dad. Okay, that's the only reason I put this in there okay. is because I mean I could give a flying f about Friday the Thirteenth really right at this point, but the entire premise of how Jason becomes Jason is built upon the mom. The mom. But should I should I get to my reboot rant or just let it go? Uh, do what you want. I'll let it go. Okay. Continue. Um. No, I'm not gonna let it go. So here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I, I'm all for the things. Uh, I just, do we need to do Friday the 13th? And the only way they're gonna get away with this reboot, I have a great idea. Let's do the dad instead of the mom. I mean, but they already did how many movies based on the mom? What if they make the killer a woman? Uh, whatever. I'm I mean, just saying. I didn't care. Well, I mean, anymore. the killer in the first one was a woman because it was the mom. So it's but not you know Jason, I mean? it's Jacina? Jason. 
Jason. <laughs> all right, uh, talking about reboots. All right, yeah. we've got a few Ghostbuster stories here. Uh, it looks like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are both uh, have actually come out and publicly said yeah, they're they, stoked. They will, of course, because they are uh, original rights holders, so they're going to make yeah. money. They're like, go see the movie, and it also <laughs> looks like they're both actually in it. Really? Bill Murray was on a uh, was on a panel uh, with cool. with everyone else. So. Uh, there's that. It uh, looks like Fallout Boy and Missy Elliott are going to be doing a cover of the original Ghostbusters theme. Well, the one in the trailer is badass. Is that them? That's not them, right? No. Okay. Because that one is cool. It is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but this one will be a different cover, and it's a cover of the you know Ray Parker Jr. classic right. hit. Nice. You know, Ghostbusters. Um, it's J- June 8th, yesterday, was officially named Ghostbusters Day. Yeah. Well, happy Ghostbusters Day. All right. There we go. And if you're listening to this, it's like four days ago. I know, right? Uh, Sean Astin has come out and said that uh, that he would like to have One Eye Willie involved in Go- Goonies too. Oh, that would be cool. It would be cool if they did like a, um, uh, uh, you know, like with Pirates of the Caribbean, where they did the ghost ship and the blah, oh, right, blah. Yeah. It'd be cool to like have a One Eyed Willie kind of version of, um, or a, what's the squid face guy? Dave Jones. Yeah, it'd, it'd be cool to have a Davy Jones version of one-eyed willy kind of okay thing. i guess i think it'd be kind of cool no i gotcha yeah. Yeah. um anybody who's been listening to this whatever it is i've become addicted to hamilton have you um it's, it's weird because i walked into work the other day and, and i was, like, was playing it, it right cool. i know it's yeah. great continue um uh <laughs> it it still looks like an adaptation for a film is at least a decade away oh that's a long time it is a long time which isn't unheard of i mean lame yeah. is just made to the screen after 20 years or whatever right Indeed. so um, but I did read in the latest issue of Rolling Stone, there's a great cover article on the making of the musical. Oh, cool. So good. Uh, find a copy of Rolling Stone out there, guys. Yeah, and, check it out. Read it because it's a really good article. So it. It. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård has been cast as Pennywise. Well, that's cool. Uh, there's no chance of me watching this No, because you don't like clowns. Well, I'm not going to watch this movie. Uh, James gonna... Bond. It looks like Hiddleston has uh, come out and said it's probably not going to happen. Which is fine. Um, I, there was some criticism out there when that rumor was going out, and I think he'd be, I think he'd be cool at it. Oh, I think he'd be great. Um, I think the two people that I would love to see most in the role, and these are actually the one that's been like on the forefront even before Daniel Craig got it, is Idris Elba. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Idris well, a lot Elba, of people were saying that. Yeah, I think, I think that's Idris important. Elba would make a phenomenal Bond. It's time to have a non-white dude. Okay, Bond. Speaking about that though, maybe is, a woman Bond. Yes, evidently Jillian Anderson oh, has been be good. thrown forward for Jane Bond. No way. Oh, she Jane would Bond be great. Be yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, let's see what happens, because I'm in. Yeah, uh, they're doing a, re- a remake of Logan's Run, um, which is a, a great sci-fi movie from the 70s. That's fine. Um, but the uh, uh, they've replaced the screenwriter. Uh, Simon Kimberg, who we talked about earlier, who was talking about Fantastic Four, yep. is uh, still uh, going to stay on as producer, as well as Berlanti and... Um, a couple other people from DC or from not Berlanti, um, uh, from Fox yeah. uh, are going to be doing it, but they've just replaced the uh, the screenwriter. Let me tell you, we had some more casting stuff coming up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rant real quick on this next one. Um, and look, so it turns out Kate Blanchett is in talks for an all female remake of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, we've already talked about that. That it, it's already going to be Sandra Bullock is going to be the lead. Indeed. Um. <sighs> It depends on how they do this. And we talked about this the other week. And I, I guess I don't have to rant. It kind of does depend on how they do this. And I'm okay with the premise for how they're going to do it. Um, as long as it's like, you know, Danny Ocean's daughter or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, not um, a remake, but a, uh, an extension. Yeah, and, and I don't... 
I'm done with the rebooting of franchises. If you want to continue it in some way, like episode seven, eight, nine, right. you know, and you want to tell stories in between, fine. That's Star Wars. But uh, I'd rather this in that way than the Ghostbusters reboot, for example. Although I'm going to see the Ghostbusters reboot and it's going to be fine. But right. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Or, you know, what the thing is, is do it or do it different. Not like, I don't know, like when they rebooted Halloween and Nightmare Before, yeah. or Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, it was just basically remakes, right? Right. But um, with Ocean's Eleven, which is itself a reboot, um, it was a reboot of a movie from 35 years earlier. Right. You know, take that time. This is too soon to have an Ocean's Eleven reboot when when the character, when the actors who were in the original can still play the characters. Yeah, it's I too mean, soon. We're talking, I mean, Cheadle is in MCU. Exactly. As a, as, as, as Rhodey, I love, uh, I, all these guys can do the movie again. If they're going to continue it, continue it. Otherwise, you and know. This is one of the main reasons why I love Fast and Furious. Right. Is, is that, you know, they figured they happened on something that struck a chord with entertainment. Right. And they just expanded the universe. Yeah. And you just keep going. Just keep know? going. Anyway, so we got a bunch of casting news. Pacific Rim 2, Boyega. Yeah. Boyega's cast. been cast. Um, um, he's in lead. He's a lead. Yeah. From what I understand, which is good. I'm cool with that. Uh, yep. TJ Miller and, uh, <laughs> um, Win Morisaki. Morisaki have been cast in Ready Player One. And TJ Miller in Ready Player One. I'm trying to figure out who he would be. Um, yeah. I read the article three times trying to find the name and I, I've read the book, uh, half dozen times. Um, in my opinion, TJ Miller, knowing who he is, uh, if he's not playing a villain, which I don't think he would be. Right. I think he's going to play IROC. And IROC is the kind of douchebag, uh, avatar that kind of is jealous of all of the, the high five in okay. the, in the, in, in, in the, uh, in the book. Uh, that's my, that's just a guess. Uh, that would fit him. Uh, that would fit his personality, I think, if he was going to be IROC. Um, well, the other actor, Win Marsaki, uh, he's a, evidently a big, uh, uh, like, K-pop star yeah. in Asia. And he um, is going to be playing one of the people. He's going to be either playing. Uh, well, he's not a main character. He's playing one of the. Uh, Shoto or Daito is my guess. Yeah. It's and one he's, of the one of the, he's one of the Asian, the Japanese. He's going to be probably one of the uh, Japanese uh, brothers. Uh, that, uh, are part of the high fives, my guess. They cool. have very minor roles in the book. Um, they, they, they're, they're part of the story, but they, they're not as big as right. the, what, as, what do they, what do they call the people that are, that are, are trying to chase the, uh, Gunters. Gunters. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So He's the main, gunter. well, the main, yeah. And the main five, uh, the two that are the, the not as main as the other three are, are Daito and Shoto. Cool. You have, you, you know, you have Artemis. Uh, Wade and, and H are the main three. Right. And Wade's so, the main character, right? Uh, Wade is the main character. Yeah. yeah. So I, he's not going to be H for obvious reasons. If you read the book, he's not going to be Wade, obviously, and he won't be Artemis because that's a girl. Right. So, um, if we're going back to, uh, uh, TJ Miller, I'm thinking he's going to be IROC. That's just me. Cool. Or if he's going to play the villain, I know I'm going off on this because I'm excited about this. I think he could actually play a really good, um, the the main villain um, who runs uh, um, well don't forget that Ready Player One is being directed by Steven Spielberg so this is going to be a big movie when it comes out 
he's going to be playing uh, the main character, the 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 head of IOI is my guess. He, yeah, I'm I'm thinking he would actually make a really good Nolan Sorrento. And cool. because he would he would bring a snarky version of it to it. Anyway, I don't want I don't want to stay all day on this. I'm excited about this movie. Go. Awesome. Uh, Anthony Hopkins has been <laughs> cast in Transformers 5. Cool. All right. Never going to see that movie. Um, I will just because you know they're inter- for me they're entertaining. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm not. I'm probably not going to go to theaters to see it, but yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I threw this in here. The Grinch movie seems like it's being pushed back a year, and I think there was some weird uh lineups with when it was going to be coming out and other movies that were going to be coming out at the same time. Okay. Um, so there's jockeying for release dates. Yeah. With production. And and most importantly, I think Ready Player One and some other stuff was uh not Ready Player One. Um. Rogue One and some other stuff was kind of getting in the way. Yeah, well, Ready Player One is coming out, I think, the week after Episode Eight. Yeah. I'm, oh, I hope so. TV time. Yeah, TV time. Okay, so this is where we're getting a little bit into Game of Thrones. Um, when I, I tried, back in Season 3, I tried starting to watch this. And I watched the first two, and I just couldn't get into it. And so last week, I just decided, okay, I'm just going to buckle down. I'll get through the first season and see if I can. And, dude, I'm hooked. So I'm already halfway through Season 4. You're welcome. Um, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm hopefully going to catch up and be live by, like I said, next week. Yeah. Um, but it looks like season seven is going to be shorter. Every season so far has been 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, but now that they've passed what is available in the books, even though George R.R. R. Martin is one of the writers for the show. Well, by the time you get to the current season, um, there's only a very thin thread of, there's like only, two minor parts of the main storylines from the books that are still continuing. Yeah. The rest is all just, they went off ha- a season or two before that. Right. Well, two things. So it looks like season seven is only going to be seven episodes. Okay. Um, the second thing is, is they released uh, episode titles and I can't remember what they said is going to be the title of the finale, but evidently it's the name of what the unreleased sixth book could be called. Oh, okay. So cool. they are evidently possibly tr- trying to tie back in when it, it finally gets released. Hope so. It'd be nice. We'll see. I mean, George R. R. Martin is definitely heavily involved in the show, so yeah. We'll and see. and I I I love the books, and I read all the books, and I wanted to make sure when I watched that season, I was caught up on the books, and I did that, and it's like it's not even close. They they've gone off the rails. What am I yeah. gonna do? It is what um, it is. We have a first look at Legion, which is a uh, uh, Marvel yeah. uh, series that's coming to television. So take a look at that. Indeed. Uh, we've got some comics news. Um, we, we talked about earlier about how Rebirth has uh, been uh, released now. Um, I've uh, They've released a, uh, a visual checklist. So take a look at that. We put the list in here. And also, uh, they've kind of changed uh, the whole Wally West design uh, oh. for, uh, for Titans reboot. So Neat. a Rebirth. So we'll take a look at that. Um, IDW, which is one of the main publishing houses, you know, along with like Marvel and, and, uh, Dark Horse and whatnot. Um, and yeah, Image. they do the Orphan Black one. Yeah. Um, they also actually, they're one of the few uh, ones that actually still have some rights to some Disney ones because they actually released really? like Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck and oh, Mickey Mouse, cool. the, the old core titles. Um, but they are, are already own most of the Hasbro Universe titles like G.I. Joe and Transformers. They're going to be, Jumping on board the Hasbro Universe visual or cinematic hmm. universe as well, so neat, uh, good for that. Howard the Duck, which uh, <laughs> has has uh, already been in production for a while, they're uh, they're just about to release episode or issues eight and nine. Um, Leah Thompson, who was in the really bad Steven Spielberg movie from the eighties, indeed she was, um, is actually being brought in for 
Are you serious? Eight and nine. But the cool thing is, is the character is going to be Leah Thompson. And she's playing what? Howard the Duck. She's she's hiring Howard the Duck to investigate her uh, uh, amnesic memory. Oh, that's amazing. So very, very cool callback to uh, to the original stuff. I love it. Um, we talked a few weeks ago about how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is writing a Mycroft Holmes oh, right, uh, right. run. Uh, the, uh, the premiere issue uh, has a preview. So we've got a link to that. Um, the Suicide Squad prequel, which will be coming out fairly soon. Oh, it's called Violent Joker? Uh, no, it reveals a violent oh. Joker. So there's going to be some scenes with a very violent Joker. Nifty. Uh, very cool. Um, and then uh, I talked about a couple weeks ago how there's a major storyline that we really don't know much about coming up in X-Men called The Death of X. And they're doing a whole bunch of variant covers. And they've uh, shown uh, the variant covers for Cyclops, Deadpool, and Warpath. Nice. And it's weird because it shows Deadpool in a hospital. Oh, really? In a hospital? Yeah, with like IV hooked up and everything. Holy crap. Exactly. I'm in. So... On to, on to gaming news. The, gaming. the big gaming news that really shook the the universe this year or this week was uh, the whole Injustice stuff. Um, Injustice 2, they finally released the trailer. Um, and they announced that Supergirl, Grodd, and uh, Atrocitus are all playable. Hmm. We already talked about earlier how Black Canary could also be uh, yeah. playable. Right. Um, the Telltale Games, which uh, currently does a uh, series based on The Walking Dead, is releasing a Batman series that debuts this summer. So there's going to be a whole new uh, playable series for Batman. Um, oh, it looks like Spider-Man is joining Lego Marvel's Adventures. Yes, which That's is exciting. very cool. So uh, they're just bringing it more into the fold. Uh, so and this I I I kind of latched on to earlier too. Uh, uh, DC is teasing a super secret video game. Yeah, I really don't know what this is about. And and so, what's interesting about this is with video games, you get a little inkling ahead of time, like oh we're working on this, and then it'll be months, right? And then they'll say oh it's actually this is what we were working on. Um, there's so many possibilities here. It, it's not even funny. Um, E3 is coming up. Uh, so they could be talking Injustice Gods Among Us sequel. Um, or another possibility. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, Suicide Squad. So it could be Suicide Squad. Um, and I mean, with all of the DC properties out there right now and what's going on right now in the movies, it really could be anything. It um, could be anything. And I'm, here's the thing. With the success of the Batman games, uh, if they go that route with it, they're going to be successful. And I think they're really going to make sure that they have a good product before they say exactly what they're working on. Yeah, I mean, on. the whole Arkham series has been yeah. incredibly popular, and then they just re-released some of it. So yeah. Exactly. Um, so on to merch. Do you want to do some merch? Yeah. Uh, I found, This is the one that I found the most hilarious. Oh, I love this one. Is that the Marvel is going to be releasing a line of fitness equipment. And what I love is that uh Captain America has his own weight plate. I even sent this to to my other buddy who's really into weightlifting. Uh and you know, I I'm about to get a gym membership. I I work out when I can, but like this was hilarious. So the, it's basically Captain America plates that you put on a barbell. Yeah, they look like shields. Oh, it's amazing. Uh and I sent that to him and he was like, "Ha." But if I was working out with that, I'd feel great. Yeah, you would. Moving on. Uh this one's all you, buddy. Okay, so uh, Mortal Kombat X, uh, so there's a beer, okay? Uh, Imperial IPA, a stout, and they're doing a Saison. So um, this is, 
This is amazing. So if you go to like a Bevmo right now, you can find uh, Game of Thrones beer, right? Which is which is amazing. Uh, they're doing a Mortal Kombat X. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. I keep saying X. It's Mortal Kombat Ten or X, however you want to say it. Um, and they're doing an Imperial IPA, an Imperial Stout, and Imperial Saison. And <laughs> they just, look at these. Look at this. I just thought you'd be all about that. Oh, this is just so. The first entry. Okay, so it looks like. Um, I'm, I'm gonna do this the right way. So it says, if you're gonna have a fighting game tournament nowadays, odds are you're probably include Mortal Kombat 10, your list of options. So it makes sense. You would want, um, to pair that with Mortal Kombat beer. So thanks to Sound Brewing, Brewery and Global Beverage Traders, you can actually do just that. Um, the companies have announced a new series of beers themed at, after some of the more iconic characters in Mortal Kombat. Uh, after first, uh, the first entry is Scorpion beer. It's an Imperial stout with chilies and vanilla bean. The oh, second wow. is a Sub-Zero Imperial IPA with a perfect mixture of hops and malt. And the final one is a Raiden-themed Imperial Saison, which is a Belgian-style ale that gives you an electrifying blast of hops and CO2. I'm okay with that one. That's badass, dude. I'll be trying the Saison. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Okay. I just had to spend some time on this. I threw this in here, too. Nintendo slash Vans is going to do a line of shoes and clothing. As you know... Two icons of the 80s. Two things that I'm into are shoes and t-shirts. Yep. <laughs> so I have probably, I mean, you know, close to 100 pairs of shoes, but that's just because I used to work in shoes. But Vans, I have one of their pairs of, you know, Star Wars shoes. Right. Um, but they are uh, going to do a whole line of uh, Nintendo classic footwear um, and clothing as well. Uh, Duck Hunt, Donkey Kong. Uh, Legend of Zelda, all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I am. Yeah, I thought you'd be all on board. I'm super amped about that. Um, what the, what the frick? Are you serious? (laughs) Okay, because you know why this is a thing, right? Yeah, you read about it. Uh, yeah. Okay, even though you're not there yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but uh, possible Game of Thrones spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know exactly why I know he's called Hodor the door holder. Okay. Okay. So. Let me let me do it to where it doesn't spoil it for you. Okay. So the next thing of merch is a Game of Thrones Hodor tribute doorstop being funded on Kickstarter. So it looks like <laughs> because because of the episode um, that we're not going to talk about, um, there's a Hodor moment, and uh, this doorstop will make a lot of sense if you've seen that episode. Well, it's on Kickstarter, so it's trying yeah. to get funded now. I right. uh, I fund it. Fund it. Do it. I'll put that in my door at work. Done. Awesome. Build a Okay, bear. this oh one I was really not on board with, right? I was like, I saw the, the article title and it says, Ghostbusters is doing a build a, boy, build a bear line. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Until I opened it up and I saw a stay puffed. And I'm done. like, okay, I that would be kind of yeah. cool. You're like, done and done. <laughs> oh, that's badass. Yeah. I know, right? It's, it's actual yeah. stay puffed. It's not the bear. It's stay puffed. Yeah, that's sick. All right, I'm in. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then we already went through all the Suicide Squad Should merch earlier. Um, we talk about, uh, new Funko releases that they do every week and, uh, they are doing, um, uh, Suicide Squad, Pops, Dorbs, and more. But also they finally released a Mega Man pop. And the Mega Man one looks sick. It does look really cool. I mean, I grew up playing Mega Man in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I played it that and Metroid back to back. It, I love those characters. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so, dude, uh, you know, another beast. But uh, now that we're caught up and it's summertime has come. Summertime. Um, it's summertime. And the, so. It, and podcasting is easy. It is easy. It's easier. 
Um, and we're going to do more. And I'm going to throw this out here before we end tonight. Uh, and we're at the two hour mark. If you're still with us, uh, and if we haven't split this off, we may, we may do that. Um, make sure you tell us what you want from us this summer. We're going to do obviously comic con related stuff, but if you want us to do, um, something specific around a show or a movie or whatever, we're going to do a faster furious thing this summer as well. We've, we've had suggestions for doing game of thrones. Yeah. We're going to do game of thrones. That's going to be a thing. So if you have other suggestions, hit us on Twitter and all that contact information yeah, coming. Try to tell us soon because you know, obviously we, we have to ingest this media before we can talk about it. If we yeah, have yeah. already. So if it's something that we're not caught up on, um, you're going to have to give us some time, but we, we don't just, read your guys suggestions and be like well we'll never do that that's not even a thing we're gonna do it i yeah. mean and especially if you're a patron we we have to do it yeah so pretty much we're dancing monkeys here. if you become a patron tell us to do whatever you want I yeah mean, exactly i'm not gonna i mean i ain't gonna lie i mean honestly <laughs> uh anything else before we get out of here no i want to go to sleep <laughs> you and me both brother so uh thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast if you have comments or questions and, or want to read anything we've talked about on the show via pinterest or anything else usualpodcast.com just kidding email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and find us on facebook google plus pinterest instagram and social network i'm at darth pops on twitter will is asleep but you can find him at i am will griggs we're on itunes stitcher radio and google play uh take time give us a positive rating and all those kind of things help us be better we like being better we do um the best two ways to support us is audibletrial.com slash usual podcast get a free book on us any book you want on audible get read too for free and patreon.com slash user podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. Help us out with all the things we do. And our supporters page on our website, we have a number of other things coming very soon. Zipcar, Gamefly, Warby Parker, and uh, Loot Crate. Loot Crate. So thanks again. Uh, uh, anything else you need to say, my friend? Uh, just make sure you, uh, you all have a fun. <laughs> if you're not having a fun, what are you doing? I know, right? <laughs> We'll see you all next week. Hold on. Oh, hold the freaking door. <laughs> <laughs>